What's up, Dave? What up, dude? My name's not dude, it's Ryan. Oh, my bad. What's up, fucker? Thanks. Uh, speaking of fucker... At least I didn't call you faggot right off the bat. Yeah, well, we got that out of the way now. I'm sure our guest will at some point in today's episode. Special guest. Go ahead and introduce him, Dave. Uh, well, I want to first start off by ca- saying I'm sorry for calling you an asshole right off the bat. <laughs> what I meant to say was when I first met him, he was an asshole. But after, like I said, we we started, I just started knowing him more. He was no longer an asshole. Uh, Brian is with us today. What's up, people? How you doing? Brian's the heckler. The one we talked about uh, on previous episodes. It was the How to Get Rich was the title of the Rock Vegas episode that uh, Brian was featured in. <laughs> In a conversation, an organic conversation that went from, uh, it was weird because we were doing a, we were talking about a story about a guy having sex in a public pool. Yeah. And got caught. And, uh, we, we looked at the guy's picture and I was like, he kind of looks like this guy I know. It kind of looked like you. And that's how the whole conversation started. Yeah, he could have passed as like your cousin or something. I'd love to see that guy's picture. (laughs) We'll have to pull that up somehow. If he's fucking in a public pool and then in his car, you know, he's got to be a good-looking guy, so he's got to look like me then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, Dave, I wore the perfect shirt just for you today. Oh, I see that. That's awesome. Let me see the back. <laughs> That's hilarious. It says, warning, I'm an asshole, so if you don't want your feelings hurt, walk away. <laughs> Which is a perfect shirt for the fact that I called him an asshole. Yeah, that and and uh, yeah, it kind of got awkward there right off the bat. The whole uh, at least you addressed it, Dave. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, I, I felt because I I was listening back before I knew you were coming. I'm like, damn, I called him an asshole. He's not an asshole. And then as I listened more, I realized I said that I, you weren't. But I'm like, I still feel bad for initially calling you an asshole. So. If- if I would have had feelings, then it would have hurt my feelings. That's true, that's there, true. But, you know, I got over it. And I'm glad you didn't bring the baseball to throw it at me, so we're cool. Yeah, you, think you still have it? No, I think I lost that ball in one of my many moves. So, uh, did you? I, but I he, he did He did sign it and give he, it to you. And he did that, autograph it. He apologized? I, or? Uh, no. Um, af, after that game, you you forgot to tell the, tell the best part of that story. I forgot. Um, well, yeah, you must have been drunk too. So yeah, Probably. yeah, um, <laughs> that happened so long Dave, ago. Dave, you might remember this. After after the game was over, um, pretty much myself and the forty or fifty other drunk bastards in the mm-hmm. beer garden was waiting outside by the visitors' team bus. Oh yeah, and uh, that that certain pitcher. Saw us all standing there, so, you know, like a little chicken shit, he ran back in and got park security to escort him out to the bus. So I forget about that. That's right. But now as you say that, I do remember that. That that is. So they they didn't make him apologize to you then? No, he didn't apologize to me. Okay. Do you remember his name, the player's name? (sighs) Shit. I do not remember his name. Pretty sure it was douchebag. Yeah, douchefucker. But, um. (laughs) There's the guy that we were... That had sex in the public pool. That you don't see the resemblance, Oop. but Oop. if you look at, it's kind of like he's got the same kind of color hair you have. Yeah, and you always have a goatee, and this guy's got a goatee. That's really the only resemblance. Is, is he from German Valley? Because about the only thing no, this that guy's in Florida. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, about the only thing that he could fuck is a horse, maybe you know. So. Well, it doesn't say what, what he was fucking in the pool. Yeah, he just got caught. I'm pretty sure it was blow up dolls. He was chasing after kids and adults. I think he was like, uh, he was high. 
Oh, this is the guy who was really pissed off. Remember, he was. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's really mad about whatever. Anyways, so that's the guy. So now you know. <laughs> all right. There um, we go. So that's what. That's how it all started. <laughs> yeah, that's how it all started. Um, so what gets you into like? Are you just naturally witty, or do you like? Or is your whole thing like I want to try and? Is it to get in the other team's head, or do you just do this in your everyday life, just fuck with people? <laughs> uh, I don't... I... What know. started it all? When you were a kid, were you doing this as a kid, or just like, when you had your first taste of beer, you were like, yes? <laughs> uh, no, as a kid, I was... I was pretty much a dumbass, you know? <clears throat> you know, it's like when... uh when your parents tell you not to stick the butter knife in the light socket or something, it took four or five times before I finally learned my lesson. Learned my lesson so, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, four or five times, all right. That's a lot. Maybe that's where I got my uh, witty... Uh, your wit. Yeah, my wit from. <laughs> that's Too crazy. much voltage going through a butter knife or something, I don't know. <laughs> and that's where all the energy comes from, too. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> if you, okay, so everybody that's been to a game... It has to know you or know of you, at, at least at the old school Ice Hogs UHL games, oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, the River Hogs. Oh yeah, that old Marinelli. Marinelli, yeah. yep, yep, yep. That's that's where you became famous locally. I would say as the guy that, and I just you could all you could be anywhere at Marinelli, and I just remember I'd hear you. <laughs> saying something. It, it was it's also, yeah, and it was always really fucking funny and witty as shit. <laughs> It, it, and so, like, I don't, I don't even know where to, how to ask the questions. Where do you come up with this shit? Like, or, or is it based on the guy's names or... It, it, stuff just pops into my head, I guess. You know, some people will say, oh, you're drunk, you can think of it. Well, you know, it, I'm funny when I'm not drunk, too. So, you know, look at me now. I'm not drunk yet, so... And I'm, <laughs> I've made you laugh a couple times, so, you know. And so, the whole... Uh, Let's see. Is it every sporting event you go to, or is it just local? Like, do you go to like NFL games and talk shit and, and whatnot? Um, yeah, a couple years ago, the uh, my place of employment, we had a had a bus trip. Our rec committee took a bus trip up to uh, Miller Park, and uh, it was the the Mets were playing the Brewers, and everybody knows about Ryan or Roy Braun, so you know. <laughs> But that's I was, I was pre- that you got nicknames for everything. Yeah, I was, I was pretty much lit before we got to the game because we, uh, no. we, we took a tour of one of the brewery, fine breweries up there. So, you know, we got free samples and I, uh, I had more than my share of free samples. So <laughs> then stopped at a couple local establishments before the game. So, yeah, I was, I was already pretty much in my groove before the game. So, and, um, probably from the third inning on, I was, I thought I was going to get my ass kicked, but you know I had a bunch of <laughs> bunch of my work buddies with me, so I think I was pretty safe. And uh, probably from the third inning on, like I said, uh, every time Braun would leave the field, I'd get the old you know "fuck you" finger. So, so <laughs> I know he heard me. Yeah. Oh, he was flicking you off. Oh yeah. Oh nice, <laughs> nice. You know, bringing up the steroid thing, and you know, uh, my wife's got diabetes. She doesn't take the needle, but I said, "Hey, my wife's got a diabetic needle. You want it?" You know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I guess it's it's knowing a little bit of information about the guy, and then you can just 
run with it. Yeah. For three and a half hours. <laughs> well, three and a half hours you know. getting yelled at as a player. I would. <laughs> so. And it's all different. He doesn't ever repeat a joke. <laughs> no. At least in the nightly setting. You right. Know. Oh, yeah, that's the next like. night when they play the same team, it starts all over yeah, again, yeah. which is great because, in a way, you you obviously get into their heads. Although you wouldn't have balls thrown at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Do you remember what you said that got the ball thrown at you? I believe I said something about his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As he's warming up, he, he kind of four-hopped it to his uh, bullpen catcher, and I said, uh, just a little low, kind of like what your girlfriend told me last night or something like that. So. <laughs> oh, but wow. I don't recall much, but I do recall after he got called into the game, he just got shelled. So <laughs> I I think I'd like to take credit for that. Yeah, I'd say so. It, yeah. It's funny, like... I, yeah, I think I think he I, th- I think they hit like hit like two home runs off of him or something. Yeah. I think he got pulled pretty quick too. The, yeah. the kid's last name was Davidson. I I remember that. Davidson. But I don't. I can't remember his first name. All right. Remember what team it was? The Cook County Cheetahs. Yeah, I was saying, okay. Chicago team. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, I remember the the couple series after that. When they come back to Marinelli, I had I had one of those cheetah stuffed animals, and I had I had a my girlfriend at the time make a little jersey, and I had his nu- name and number on it. <laughs> then, then I hung the cheetah from the bullpen fence by a noose. So <laughs> nice, I remember that. <laughs> Was it Tom Davidson? That's it, Tom Davidson. Let's see here. Let's see if he's still in. The yeah, game. so I was gonna look up here. Pitcher. Six seven two twenty five from Indiana. Oh, it doesn't I don't remember him being that tall. Yeah, me either. <coughs> he probably lied about his height. Yeah. Um, Had Napoleon two. complex or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a typo. It should have been five seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they goofed. Um, yeah. He ain't done shit since. No. You you ruined his career, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a rookie that year, dude. He started in 2003 and finished in 2005, so you you fucked with him in the very first beginning. <laughs> oh, well, you know. That's awesome. Um, yeah, now he's, he was, uh, he was born in 79, so he was, he was young. That yeah. was 03. Was <coughs> yeah. it 03? That's what it says, that's, yeah. that's when he played for Cook County. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> based on this, he had, uh, he had one loss. <laughs> I wonder if it was that game. Yeah, well, that could have been. Uh, no, that he, let's been. see. He played 15 games. Uh, how many? I know, I don't know. There was no home runs hit against him, but I know he got suspended for like five or ten games because he whipped the ball at me. And and oh, you know what? A- after the fact, I felt bad. You know, I, you know. Sure, he's supposed to be a professional and all, but you know, you know, those clowns don't make much money in those leagues. So you know. Mm-hmm. He was probably still living in his mom's basement or something. So, <laughs> so really, didn't hurt him that much by getting suspended. Then, if you think about it, he didn't make much anyway. Yeah, so you might have cost him twenty bucks. Yeah, something, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, he comes back, Robert. We'll get him a beer. Yeah, she <laughs> saved him money because he didn't have to pay taxes for. Yeah, true. He actually <laughs> owes you money now. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what are some of the? Did you have any other like incidences where you made a? Like that one, we could obviously see some something was a reaction. Yeah. Now we're not getting to hockey yet because I know of a hockey story that has a <laughs> nice big reaction. But 
is there anything else baseball wise <laughs> while you were there? Because that was a handful of seasons there. Uh, this this is on a good note. Um, in the same league, there used to be a team in Appleton, and uh, I was given given the bullpen pitchers, you know, same same grief that I was given this guy, and and we actually got invited. Me and a buddy of mine got invited up to a game in Appleton, and you know I, we were hesitant at first, and then they're like, "Come on, man, you guys are fun, you know. We'll we'll hook you up while you're up there." So we get up there, you know, give our names and everything. They they hooked us up. They fed us all night, got us booze all night. It was it was great. Got us on the field to do the dizzy bat race. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the Appleton Appleton team Appleton. that did it for you. Wow. Yeah. And, Just uh, because you heckled them, yeah, and they liked yeah. it. See, they—that's—that's that's where it's like they got a kick out of it. You know, oh, most yeah. teams sh- should be well, like that. Well, you know, when when half your bullpen is drunk already during the game, then you know, <laughs> then, you know, they're enjoying themselves. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess I could say that now because I think that team is pretty much folded, and sure that league is probably folded by now. But you know, I think I don't know. I think the yeah. Frontier League's done. Yeah. yeah, they're a new league or whatever now. So. And most of the players probably aren't. And I think I remember quite a few of the pitchers who actually would come over after, like before they go back in their dugout and would ha- shake your hand and, and say that was a good one or shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it wasn't all bad. Yeah. A lot, but you could tell they they all heard them. They knew. And they, yeah. They'd laugh it off, and the, the catchers were laughing their ass off too. It was pretty funny. Well, there's there's guys along the third baseline, you know, fans up in the stand. Man, I heard you over there. You, you you're you're pretty funny. You're pretty funny. You know. <laughs> Did you ever get like? Compliments or requests from the home team to say something to another player on the like away team, like, "Hey, go tell number uh, forty-eight he's a fucking idiot," or you know something. <laughs> Tony Piggott once he uh, I, he's still local. Yeah, he's people know he's him. running a baseball camp, I believe, mm-hmm. for uh, for the youth here. He's like, he's like, you know what? It, it seems like every time you uh, you get on these guys, I think it was pretty much every time you run your mouth. <laughs> but I'm trying to be nice, you know. I like Tony and all. Right. But uh, he's like, you know, escalate escalated a little more. You know, we you know uh, every time they come in, we seem to rock these guys. You know, so it's like, eh, you know, I do my best. <laughs> so I told you to turn it up, turn up a notch. Yeah, turn it up. A Just notch. to really, yeah. It is crazy, like. If you're like if you're a shitty team, you probably are like the guys that are drunk in the bullpen, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. but if you're like trying to compete with like the in you know get somewhere in your season and your team's doing okay, and it's you know you have two teams that are like kind of a feud or trying to vie for position and whatever. And and that I, was the Cook County and uh, River Hawks. Eh? Yeah, you know. I took a couple bus trips into Cook County, and these, mm-hmm. you know, these guys just hated to see me. They're like, "Fuck you, fuck you, man, get that shit, fuck you, yeah, 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 whatever." <laughs> Let me talk to your mom later. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your mom what you said. <laughs> yeah. a, was it more fun doing it at an at at a no? Well, for for us, it would be an away team, but they're home. Yeah. As opposed to doing it at our home. To the away team, because you got fans that would be against you. Oh yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, have you ever started like a riot or had somebody come up to you and be like trying to fight you because of what you said about their team or 
and in the in the men's room in uh, Cook County on one of the road road trips I took, then I had a couple guys invite invite me to you know eat their knuckle sandwich or whatever. I'm like, hey, you know, you want to go? Let's go. You know, I'll shove your head in the toilet and give you a swirly like I did to the kids in high school. So you know. <laughs> <clears throat> Did it ever escalate to that point, or was it always just... No, nah, I think they were pretty much loud mouths, and they were drunk, and, you know, they're saying, well, you know, there's five of us, there's one of you. I think because I'm, hey, let's go, you want to dance, we'll dance. They're like, probably thought better and said, yeah, this guy might kick a couple of our asses, but, right. you know, so... <laughs> At least it never turned into, like, a full-blown riot. Yeah, I've never, I've never... <laughs> Never been in jail because of a sporting event, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's, a, that's, that's good. A good, yeah. yeah that, that's a plus. Did you play baseball as a kid? Uh, as a kid, yeah. Hmm. Is that your Did you talk choice? shit then, too, to the opposing players? No, I was... I had the fear of my uh, my dad and my uncle in me, so... Because they, they brought me up to be respectful and, you know, play the game right. What so. happened? <laughs> He's not playing the game. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> when you're not playing, it's it's game on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, no, I was I was pretty respectful as a kid. I I would say. Yeah. More or less. That's just so crazy. Okay, let's get into the hockey now. Mm-hmm. All right. So. All right, the Ice Hogs, back in the UHL days. Those were the good old days. They yeah. were. They really were. It's nothing like it anymore. Yeah. It's it's not the same. Yeah. I mean, the only cool part now is seeing. Guys that you know will be in the NHL soon, so that's the only cool thing about it now. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, you lose that whole like you can hang with the guys type of feel oh, yeah. and all yeah. that because Plus, of insurance purposes. Yeah. yeah well, whatever. No, that's bullshit. And back in the day, it was not only that you could hang out with them and literally just they could live with you, but <laughs> the league was corrupt. The you know everything was it was real like bush league you know oh, what I mean yeah. very oh, and yeah. it, it had that like we got used to that and it well, was well rock, the ice hogs you know UHL didn't they have a couple guys get into bar fights with people mm-hmm. several times yeah. yes yeah I I know of a there's, couple incidents but there's lots of incidents of, yeah. of or at least we'll, we'll go allegedly yeah uh, guys hitting their girlfriends and. It's, you know, lots of shit. I mean, there's driving over 110 miles an hour in yeah. a cop kid's car. I mean, there, there's there's lots <laughs> of things back in those days, which kind of adds to the nostalgia of yeah. the whole thing. <clears throat> okay, so let's see. Do I, we want to go right into the one no, story? No, no, no. I think no. I think we'll yeah we'll, we'll come around. So do you that. bounce around when you go to the ice hockey team back in the UHL day, or did you stick by one spot? No, so me me and my wife. Well. Before I met my, she would have been my girlfriend then, before I met my wife, you know, I, she had season tickets, but I didn't, so, yeah, I'd, I'd sit wherever, you know, buy tickets wherever, and, you know, I'd try to get as close to the glass as I could, so, you know, I'd get a couple birds from the opposing team, but, you know. <laughs> so, it was a... <clears throat> yeah, you're tall, so you you can like literally get right up to the glass and probably lean your head over, and they they can hear everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> and okay, here's a question: How did you and your now wife meet? It was after an ice hogs game on uh, Halloween night, <clears throat> two thousand three, 
we uh we were down at Swilligan's. She's going to tell a different story. It's how the story <laughs> well, she's goes. She's not here, so it's yeah. your story. See, so you know, I I think she didn't come because she knew this story was going to come up. Oh. And oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. So and she and she knows she's wrong. So you know, <laughs> okay. when 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 she's wrong, she doesn't want to admit it. You know, she gets mad. So I'm probably going to be sleeping in the couch uh, when she hears this. When she hears this, All right, we'll yeah. give you a heads up. All right. so you can. <laughs> So, uh, Halloween night, 2003, after a Nice Hawks game, we were down at uh, the old Swilligans when uh, Polly used to. Good place. When, right. when yeah. Polly owned it, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know, me being me, you know, being the character I am, I make a lot of new friends. So I'm around talking to everybody, you know, and she was out with some of her girlfriends, so I go over and introduce myself. Hey, how you doing? I'm Brian, blah, 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 you know the story. Dana comes out of the bathroom. It was love at first sight for her. She, You could tell. She's going to tell it a different story, but... She melted. She did. Okay, so... And this this is this is my proof that she was in, in love from the very first sight. She, she invited me. One of her friends was having a Halloween party at her house. And Dana asked me, hey, you want to go to this party with me? I'm sorry, if you know somebody for two hours, unless you're in love, then you're not going to invite some schmo off the street to a Halloween party. So uh, I'm like cordially accepted, you know, being the gentleman that I am. You know, don't want the lady to go to the party alone. So yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. yeah. So things got interesting later into the evening. And um, <clears throat> Dana goes to the bathroom. She must have had a small bladder back then. So, you know. <laughs> So uh, she comes out, and there was this real hot blonde just sitting on my lap, you know, just, you know. And I don't know why. I didn't, you know, didn't start anything, didn't say nothing to her. She just comes over and sits on my lap. And Dana's, Dana comes out. She's like, bitch, you better get off his lap. He's with me. And then she starts yelling at me. Hey, I didn't do nothing, you know. <laughs> so that so was instant jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so you know right there it was love at first sight. Yeah, that's yeah. two two points to you for that. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's Brian two, Dan and nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Totally Maybe at some point we'll get her side, but that sounds it sounds legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't argue with that logic at all. Yeah, I mean. No. The fact that we are agreeing with Brian now, she hates both of us too. <laughs> I haven't talked to her in years, so I'm good. She probably doesn't remember who I am, so I'm good. Oh, she remembers you. Ah, yeah. oh, shit. I remember. Yeah. Sorry. She remembers you. Yeah, when we were booking this, she said, Who is the guy that you do this with? I was like, It's Dave from the Insurance King commercials. Oh, don't use that as a fucking reference. Well, how else would she know you? Are you kidding me? Don't use that shit. I don't know how else she would know you. Yeah, I've, I've hung out with her as fully and stuff. I didn't know that. Anyway, insurance. Yeah, she she remembers you. All right. Yeah. I hopefully it's all good. Well, she she didn't have anything bad to say, un- yeah. unlike you about me. So. <laughs> yeah, I made up, man. I gave you a water and I apologize. So like eight I, times. I think you scored points with her when you called me an asshole. So you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for the twenty dollar bill. She promised me too. By the way. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Ice Hawks. Um. Now, okay. Let's stick with the UHL days. Who was your favorite team to fuck with? Yeah. Please tell me it's Quad City. Yeah, it's got to be Quad City, right? Or was it it, Kalamazoo? Oh, yeah. No, it was Quad City. Because they were the big rivals. Yeah, it was the big rival. But but when Motor City, I had a a little altercation with 
The mechanics. With, yeah, with one of the rookies. I'll buy their team bus, too, so, you know. <laughs> I, I, I guess I have a thing for team buses do, or do something. You, do you regularly go out by the team bus just to razz as they're leaving? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That adds to the fun for you? <laughs> you got to. Yeah. You know, if I was sober, I'd say, yeah, well, you know, I'd, I've said my piece, you know, leave them alone, but, you know, when right. you're drunk, you you got to keep things, going. You can't yeah. let things go. So, yeah. You know. Okay, so... Let's we're, let's just name drop because most of these guys aren't playing hockey no more. Who is the rookie? Because uh, I can't even can't remember. remember it. Yeah, if you heard the name, you would remember. Probably not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get hockey DB ready because we'll, we'll probably go through some of these players from back yeah. in the day. Because I mean, all right. So Quad City, who is who is the guy that? Because okay, at one point I had season tickets with your. Wife yeah. before she, yeah. you guys knew each other, and yeah, it was me, uh, Dana, and my sister. We had front row, mm-hmm. right, just down past the ice hog bench. And there's plenty of occasions. I would say Dana's the female version of you in that she, when she drinks, she gets loud. And and well, it's kind of all three of us. We oh, we kind of did what you did, not quite. You know, like you could do what the three of us tried to do, basically by yourself. So Brian's like the the uh, ultimate the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, the he's spotlight. the guru of it. Yeah, he's yeah. the ultimate heckler. Mm-hmm. And then, but anyways, uh, uh, so there's one guy. I don't remember when you started going ice hockey. You remember Ben Christofferson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dana told me the story. Yeah, he played like I think he only played like one year. It was his rookie year, and. Uh, God, he was just bad. And uh, yeah. Dan also used to cut the hair yeah. for a lot of the players. Yeah. She'd go over and start cutting one, and then they'd all just start one by one coming over to that guy's apartment and get the haircut, you know. And, you know, she'd end up cutting like eight players' hair in one night. Anyways, um, there was one point, so like every game, he'd be out there, Christopherson would be out there. Christopherson, you suck! Like, like it'd be quiet. Because you know them Wednesday games yeah. when nobody's there. It's like 20 yeah. people at the arena. And, right. and, sh- and she's loud. I mean, Brian's loud. We won't have him do his loud shit, but right. if you have been local, you've heard Brian. And, she, you know, she's got a really loud voice, too. And uh, Anyways, so she was cutting hair one night. and you, you want me to step outside the studio and yell as loud as I can? Yeah, you could go out and get in your car and just do what you <laughs> normally do. <laughs> and you would yeah. still hear you like you were right here. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I guess she was cutting hair and Christopherson showed up. And uh, what the fuck did he say? You finish the story because I don't want to fuck it up. And I don't remember his exact words, but the... The words Dana always uses is, Dana, you know I can hear you out there when you say I suck, don't you? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I know. So, so she's proud of and, and that was it. Like, he never played another season of hockey after that. Like, she made him quit. So it's one of these things, like, I mean, really what it's kind of looking like is these guys, the shit gets in their head or something, and they... It fucks with him, and yeah, he probably never got better and, because he sucks. <laughs> and what's up with all all those UHL players? The the opposing teams, their favorite line would always be, "Oh, looks like you got off of work at McDonald's early." It, is that what they do in the off season work at McDonald's? <laughs> because they all say that shit. They did actually. Now you say that, I remember hearing that a lot too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, McDonald's let you off early. I see. Honestly, I don't know what a lot of the players did 
in the off season. I do know they worked at McDonald's. From, well, no, <laughs> from Quad City, Toporowski. Everybody remembers. Guy. I got a fight with him. Everybody fucking gets a fight with him. Mm-hmm. I've had altercations with him. I'm sure. Have you, Who? Brian? Terry Toporowski, number seventy-seven, Quad City. I've uh, had to. Uh, He's I've a had, big fucker, man. Yeah, I've had words with him. Um, and he. Uh, but who was the big, tall, linky motherfucker, man? On that, Quad City? Yeah. Or? Big Snake beat his ass one time and just split him open. Oh, are you talking about the big, fat guy? No, 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 no. That, that's... Uh, Ted Stone. Brendan yeah, Ted Stone. Yeah. Ted Stone. 88. 88. Yeah. Everybody was chanting yeah. And yeah. when he got out on the ice and he was barely <laughs> able to stand up. That was uh, Flint. Flint yeah. Flint Mitchell. Yeah. But, yeah. no, this, this guy played for uh, Quad City. Oh, big, big, tall. Let's see. This is where uh, Hockey DB comes in. God, this guy had to have been 6'10", 6'11". I don't remember him. Well, it would be the same year as Snake played for us. Yeah. The first, the last, he only played, what, two years with yeah, us? Yeah, he played two years, so it's... All right. Flyer. He was their fighter. He was their enforcer. I'll know as soon as I look. Let's see. Let's go back to the... God damn, Big Snake had 423 penalty minutes in 0506. That's a lot, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's all he did was fight, man. a lot of fighting. All right, so we need to get... You need Quad City. Pull up Quad City's team. UHL. Yeah. Click on that. And you can scroll down by the Quad City Mallards. Oh. There we go. <clears throat> so what is oh five oh six and the season before that? This is it had to have been the 05-06 season because I was I was off elsewhere in 04 to 05, so. How do I get the, okay, here we go. 05-06. You said he's 6'7"? Or he's just real tall? He was oh, real tall. Not giving us height, give us it? height, no. All right, let me look at these names. If I saw his name. Oh, that they had uh, Frank Littlejohn. Oh, yeah, Little yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He'd love that name. <laughs> oh yeah, Molly McMaster. Remember when she played for everybody? Yeah. Played one game with every team. Oh, such a Jamie joke. Yoder's got one seventeen, but he wasn't that big. Chad Bullard, maybe. He's got a handful of penalty minutes there. Is it him? Nine six three. No, no, that's not him. I remember him too, though. Patrick Nadeau's tiny. I'm trying to see who else has like a lot of minutes. Ninety four. Sammy Nesradin. No, that wasn't him. Okay, he's only six two. Hmm. Let's see. Tom Clayton was short, but he was a fighter. Mike Olenek. Bet you it was him. Oh, he's six, six even. Good thing there's pictures what? for all these douchebags too. What what year have you got this, this guy is, on? This is 0506 roster. Try 0405. Alright. Let's go back. How about Jason Deskins? No. God. Marty Standish? Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart wasn't very big, but he had 
325 pins. Les Borsheim. I don't even remember that name. I do. Maybe he wasn't very tall. I don't know. Yeah, I can. Yeah. But we were, me and a buddy of mine, we were down in, uh, what was it, Hog Heaven, it was called, oh, yeah. down on the ice there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Snake had this guy up against the glass and had his face prepped and not just punching the glass. And the guy looks at me and he flips me off. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I get, was it Otten? Drew Otten? It might have been. Nah, he ain't got a picture. Fuckers. He's only six foot. Yeah. But I guess Snake wasn't that big, that tall, so... No. No. He, he was, he was, he was like stocky, but he wasn't yeah. tall at all. Yeah. But he could fucking fight, and there was a lot oh, of yeah. dudes that were scared shitless of that. Yeah, as soon as he would come on the, the ice, man. Oh, yeah. Like, he just had a reputation that was... Um, <clears throat> man, he was... God, he's one of those guys that, like, he had a badass last name just because of being Indian. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on yeah. top of it, like... Robin. Yeah. You would think with a with a name, and, you know, I'm friends with him on Facebook, so Robin, don't take no offense, but mm-hmm. when you got a girl's name, people tend to fuck with you a little bit more, so... Right. But probably, we should have had him on. I bet you that, he, that probably is why he fought so well. Oh, yeah. Growing up, people picking on him, he beat the shit out of him yeah. growing up. Oh, yeah. It's a motivator. Yeah. No, he's a really good dude. But, but you know, oh yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <clears throat> but um, uh, I wouldn't even have to say S- Big Snake was my favorite fighter. It was uh, who was the kid in '04? I was I was in Iraq then, and I'd um we had internet connection, so you know I'd keep I'd uh I'd keep in touch with you know or um, every chance I got I would keep an eye on the ice hog season because they they were having a really good season and uh there was a picture in the paper ah i can't remember the kid's name now it, it was a picture of him practicing fighting and i'm like damn i like this kid you know he, he he's fighting his own teammates just to you know it was a um this was the 0405 eric labelle eric labelle eric labelle he dude he was oh, solid. that dude was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He had, uh... Well, when, you, when you're when you in practice fighting, then, you know, mm-hmm. it, you, get, you yeah. got a lot of practice. So, you know, practice makes perfect, they say. Yeah. He was a quiet dude, too. He didn't talk much. He was... Yeah, he was a solid fighter, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like He was tall, too. Wasn't he tall and skinny? Um, he had some height. It was... He wasn't huge. I think he was, like, 6'2", maybe? He'd land some haymakers, boy. Uh, let's see. 6'2", 2'17". Yeah, he was. Uh, he's a tough guy, tough cookie. Um, probably one of the man. See, in hockey, I I guess it's my um, my rough exterior. Everybody likes the Patrick Canes and the Jonathan. Fuck, I don't man. like either one of those two. Give me the fucking thumpers, man. You yeah, know, I like the fighters. <clears throat> Get, I've always been the fighters. You don't even have to fight. You know, just you know, check hard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And w- and it's when like you're a down, Bruce Watson or something. <laughs> <laughs> he is a hard checker. The the pre big contract Brian Bickle, you know. Then after he signed that big contract, he just became a little fucking pussy, you know. But um, 
Dustin Bufflin, those guys, you know. Yeah. Like. Dude, that guy, uh, I saw the uh, highlight reel of that guy. He, he's a head case now. In the in the NHL, that motherfucker was laying guys out, though. Oh, yeah. When, at, like, after they traded, the Blackhawks traded him, after they won or whatever, the... Uh, that 2010. Dude, yeah, had, there was a highlight reel of this guy, all of his big hits, and he was fucking destroying guys. And I was mm-hmm. like... I don't remember this guy ever doing this when he was in Rockford, when he was with the Blackhawks. This guy just turned it on yeah. after he got... Well, look at that fucking douchebag Crawford. He sucked ass in Rockford, then yeah. he goes to Blackhawks, and all of a sudden he's a fucking superstar. He's a hero. Yeah. Yeah. I and still fucking hate him. Yeah, I don't, Me too. That, Me too. <laughs> see, that irritates me. Cause I don't understand what these scouts see. Because if, if I was scouting Crawford, this motherfucker would have <laughs> never made that NHL. But yeah. obviously the scouts get it because... That's why. That's why they're scouts. They obviously saw something that a whole city of Rockford didn't see because this guy made it. The, then again, it's also the team in front of him. Yeah, you yeah. got a badass team in front of you. You can be a shitty goalie and still look like a fucking yeah. Right. Yeah, when you're facing you know four shots a season versus you know hundred a night. Yeah, it's yeah. a big difference. He, he did have he did have an awesome speech at the you know victory parade. So I didn't even watch that. it. Yeah, he, he's. Uh, Okay. You're fucking right, Chicago. This is the way you fucking do it on national television. <laughs> That's what he said? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's He's still awesome. a fucking douchebag. I don't like him anyway. <laughs> I kind of like him a little bit more. No, no. <laughs> Just a little it's bit. funny how bad Rockford is a bunch of fucking bandwagon people, though. Because when he was here, no one wore a Crawford jersey ever. No. Everybody hated you know, him. They got his NBA one. They got his fucking number and name took off it. They put their own shit in Sharpie and marker. They put Rivard on it. Yeah, yeah they put whatever the fuck else on it. And now, every time I go to an Ice game, there's like 50 fucking Crawford jerseys. I'm like, fuck you guys. He yeah. sucked then, he still sucks. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of cocksuckers in Rockford that literally they like. Yeah. But but you know what? A lot of people in Chicago are on Crawford's nuts. You know, when when he gives up seven goals, it's like, oh, the defense in front of him sucked. But when he throws a shutout, oh, Crawford was fucking on. You know, it didn't didn't say nothing about the you know defense. The thing. defense. Right, right. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you can be a good goalie, but it really is the guys in front of you. Oh yeah. Because oh, if, yeah. if the guys in front of you are having a bad night, typically you're going to have a bad night too. You know what I mean? And some teams like I don't know. It is weird. You guys notice how, I think I brought this up before, but how can a fucking team be so on one night and literally the very next night be so off? Like, or vice versa. They can be so off one night and then so on the next where it's like they'll get 10 goals scored against them and then the next night shut out with 12 goals against the other team. It's like, but and it'll be two different teams, but how do you play that differently? They're, every pass they make is off. And the very next night, they're making trick passes that are like, you'd think that was done for a movie. Right, doing fucking cartwheels on the ice yeah, and shit. Yeah, and how do you play so differently? Is that coaching, or is that, what is that? I think hockey's fake, you know. It's like WWE wrestling. You think it's you know? it's kind of yeah. set up it, a little it, bit? Yeah, I think sports, that's my, sports rigging. Where the fuck was he a couple weeks ago when we talked about yeah. that? <laughs> that's my opinion, but, you know. You know, in the UHL days, I will totally 100% agree with you. A lot of those games, I think, were... I think there was it was predetermined that, hey, you guys aren't going to go anywhere. That's, you know what I mean? And it's what... Who could tell the better story and who had the most money? There's a lot of, of bullshit, like, we'll go allegedly, even though we all know it to be a fact. Quad City played all their payers... Or, or all the, they paid all their players their... Because everybody had a... Um, a cap, a cap yep. salary cap, but they 
everybody got bonuses because there's a casino right down the street. So the players would show up and there would be chips in their lockers. Well, that's all bonus money that doesn't have to be taxed, whatever. And this is how they would do shit. There's, uh, we'll go allegedly again in Muskegon. There's a certain player that, well, was it Martinson called a peacock. Also by the name of Robin. <laughs> Without saying the last name, you guys can figure it out. Bouchard. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, he, allegedly, so he was getting paid by the team, but he also had a job for a, I believe it was a car dealership. He worked at a car dealership, but not really. He was on the payroll of the car dealership. So the car dealership got advertising, and in a roundabout way, they paid yes, the Peacock Peacock. Uh, extra money, but Robin never showed up for his salesman job or whatever it was at the dealership. And so you're going to talk about corruption and shit like that. Oh, Every God. fucking team had this. And then, don't even get me started on the Danbury Trashers, mm-hmm. who I don't know how you managed to get 10 NHL players on your team, but somehow they managed to do this with a salary cap. Bullshit. Did- there was some, Wasn't there and owner all, some big mob boss yeah, or something yeah. that and then, owned? Dude, that guy ended up getting arrested for wire fraud and, and you know, a whole bunch of fucking mm-hmm. shit. And, mm-hmm. and didn't he own a bunch of landfills? And, yeah. Yep, and yeah. He, he was your typical mob. He was like the Sopranos. Yeah, he was the Tony Soprano. Yeah. Which is great. It's a great story. I wish they'd make a movie on that shit because... Uh, well, whatever happened to the Rockford Ice Hockey movie that was supposed to happen 50 years ago? Dude, it, funding, it never... It never had legs. But that's, I mean, we could talk about that. I have to get the people in. I know most people that I'd rather not. Because I know all those people are not a fan of We're talking about hockey players and and their, (laughs) you know, and their frilly names. Do you remember the name Robert Snowball? Yeah, I do. Uh, What the fuck did he. I remember the name. Wasn't it um, Elmira? Wasn't it the Jackals? Or, That's uh, Elmira, yeah. yeah. I thought it was Port Huron. Robert Snowball. Yeah, I do remember this guy. Yeah. Uh, he played for... Uh, Port Huron, Port yeah. Huron. Yeah, I thought it was Port Huron. Yeah. <laughs> I remember every time he'd come off the ice, I'd call him Yellow Snowball or something. <laughs> and, uh, Yellow Snowball. And, and he, gave, he gave me the... Uh, WIFR was down doing the sports cast at the Ice Hogs game, and as he's walking off the ice, me... Being friendly, you know, <laughs> give him a few words of encouragement. He he gives me the throat slash sign <laughs> as as the camera is rolling and and the and the sports guy who was had the camera. He's like, dude, did you see him just give you this throat? I'm like, yeah, he's catch that. He's like, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I went home to watch the sports that night, but they didn't put that part on there. No, I'm, like, I'm sure that they. Advised not to. Yeah, uh, he played for the Port Huron Flags, so I'm sure at some point, back then it wasn't as uh, bad to say fags. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of that going we, on with a guy named Snowball on yeah. our team. We actually, when I was married, I, I went, was about ready to say the Port Huron Fags. I went to Port Huron for a game, and uh, we we did say that quite a bit. It was just her and I. We only ice hockey fans. Drive. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long trip. Dude, we went to a lot of way, way far away games. That's one thing I wish I would have done more of. Yeah, it was really cool because we were like 20 miles from Niagara and shit. It was nice. But, no, we call him fag many a times. Um, yeah, it was and it, it was like watching it in a gymnasium for like 8th graders. Yeah. It was like bleachers and shit. Honestly, it was the weirdest that's kind of what made it cool, that league, was because they're literally playing in like 
little tiny ho-dunk arenas, oh, which yeah. gave it that fucking dirty, grungy bar fight feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was Motor totally City was good for that. Yeah. What do they call that? The garage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the garage. Yeah. Um, who else? Dave's got a story about BJ Adams that we've heard in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That Actually, was our trip to Odessa. That was the, oh, that was okay. <laughs> that was Odessa. Yeah, when we do see he, he played for the Fags too at one point. Did he? Good for him. Faggot. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to the the story where uh, a stick was thrown in your general dis- <laughs> direction, but did not hit you. Hit a uh, innocent bystander who is. Uh, what team was that against? Uh, no, that. That are you talking about the innocent bystander being a relative? Of yes. No. Um. This guy he spat at me. Oh, he spit at you. Spat at me, but I did have a I did have a stick. Oh, so these are two different. Yeah. Th- okay. Yeah. Well, I did let's have tell both stories then. <laughs> God, I I can't remember. Um, the one that spit spit at me and nailed uh, Dana's cousin. Was it Elmira? It was a New York, one of the New York teams. Okay. And uh, um, my wife's aunt was so pissed off. She called the league office, and then she she emailed um, uh, Elmira's front office, and you know they they're like, oh, you know, we're we're very sorry, you know it, you know we're we're supposed to be professionals. This stuff ain't. And they promised her all this shit, you know, autograph shit from everybody. Didn't see a fucking thing. All, all they saw was a fucking spit wide nailed on their uh, daughter's forehead. So, you know. <laughs> you remember what player that was? I do not remember. Elmira Jackals. That was probably, hmm, I'm going to say 0405 probably. Or is that no, 0506? It, mi- it might have been before then because Shannon was oh, still pretty young. Maybe even 02. Really? Shannon was still pretty young at that time. Hmm. So you, you you obviously said something to him to make him spit. Were you guys by the uh, where they like come where off the, the ice? Where the visitors? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's when that's when Dana had her season tickets yeah. over on that end of the yeah, ice. Yeah, that's, that's where that's where I was. <clears throat> you yeah. remember the player though? Nah, I can't remember his name. Sorry, you don't have these written down. Like fuck that guy, <laughs> number whatever. He's got a list. He just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the sniper list. He's going to take out at some point. One thing I remember from all of them, like New York teams, like the Adirondack Icehawks and the Danbury Trashers, Elmira Jackals, they all were like chuck full with nothing but fighters. Mm-hmm. And like, look at this guy, Brad Wingfield, five hundred and seventy-six penalty Holy minutes shit. that season. I don't think it was him that did the spitting, but that guy would fucking... He would fight like... you Back then, you could fight three times a game. He would fight three times every yeah. game. Yeah. And and I was like, why, why can't we have this guy on our fucking team? Like, 500 and... I mean, he had some big fucking... That was his biggest season for fights, too. 63 games. 576 <laughs> minutes. Jesus. Let's do the math wow. on that. Let's see. That, we're... 576 divided by... It's about eight minutes a game, maybe. Maybe nine. 
Yeah, about nine minutes a game. Nine point one four minutes a game. That's so that's that's basically two, two fights, fights a game. Yeah. Or two fights and two mi- or a fight and a minor or two minors. A fight and two minors. Wow. That's crazy. And you know there's gotta be a couple of games in there too. Oh yeah. You got some gamers in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's nuts. <coughs> um Okay, so that was a spitting incident. It was uh we'll, we'll go with Elmira. What about uh the stick? That was Quad City too. It's got to be Topper. Was it the Topper? Yeah. I don't. He, he did the same thing to me. Through the stick? No, no, he, no slashing. He. Oh. You know where we're sit? We're pretty pretty yeah. high up, and yeah. those sticks are pretty long. And I'm just razzing this guy, razzing this guy, razzing this guy, and um, it was end of the second period, and you know I was on this guy because you know they stand down yeah. for what three, four, five minutes. So you know I'm. I'm being, you know, welcoming to Rockford and everything. So, yeah. You're so part of the welcoming committee. So at, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the second period, this guy, I just must have had it or something. So then he swings a stick at me, and uh, I grabbed his stick <laughs> and yanked it out of his hand. <laughs> nice. And then uh, he's like, he's like, you better give me my stick back. I said, come up and get it, you know, or something like that. So then, he, so then he had to go to security, and, you know, security comes up, and oh, they're like, God. Uh, you know, he'd like a stick back. And I'm like, well, you know, you could tell him to come up and get it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be more than happy to give it back to him. <laughs> so, you know, start of third period, he's coming back out, so I throw a stick down, and, you know. So that that's that. Did you break it before I gave it to him? Nah. You should have. I would have. on it. They probably would have charged me for for the stick. You know, I didn't have four or five hundred dollars to pay right. for a damn stick. You know, that would have cut down my beer drinking. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. He was an asshole. That guy. Uh, it's <clears throat> weird because he. You would never know this, except I, I had I had like a psychotic fucking hatred. Against Toporowski. So did I. So I like... He, he actually, in the off-season, he was a uh, credit card salesman. <laughs> he would sit in the office and call people and try and no get, way. Get, uh, yeah, get get a credit card. I think it was Discover Card is who he worked for. Either Discover Card or MasterCard. It was one of those two, and that's what he did in the off-season. I was like, you're such a fucking pussy. You know, you, you, can't, you can't play hockey and be like this fucking guy... Out on the ice and then go back to your little cubicle, you little bitch. You know, like, do you guys remember the name Gary Goulash? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, the only other guy that I literally would have gone to jail to try and get at. Like, there's a few guys that fucking pissed me the fuck off. Gary Goulash was straight out of the trailer park, uh, in, and this guy was insane. Though so that's the thing. Like, he wasn't very big, but he, man, this is where we need uh, Dana here because she. She has some stories about this guy, and I think his, it was either his wife or some chick that wanted to be his wife or whatever, and they were in the, like, Dan was in the bathroom, and I just remember hearing her say this, and this cunt who thought (laughs) she was with Gary or was with Gary, whatever, uh, you know, and Dana said something about some fucking, that asshole or whatever, talking about goulash, and... This bitch was like, uh, you know, there's mom, and then, then this whole fucking thing started in the bathroom about, you know, whatever. And I don't remember the story. This is where we need her to. Maybe she doesn't even remember the story, but uh, yeah, dude, he was he was one of these fucking crazy guys. Like when he would, 
he would drop the gloves, and it wasn't like because you know a lot of guys agree. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna right, fight, and then right. that's gonna be it. This guy was like bar fighter, so he was fighting to hurt and or kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was just insane when he would drop the gloves. Like he was trying to hurt you, basically. Where a lot of these guys are just trying to put on a show. A lot of guys put right. on a show when right. it comes to fighting, but not this guy. Especially like when they skate out to the center and they circle around a little bit, do the little dance, and then they fucking go at it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and that's when you got two guys that get it. What I do know is, okay, you guys know they have men's league hockey. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bunch of like forty-year-olds just trying to, you know, play a little bit of hockey. Uh, it's like three or three on three or four on four with a goalie or whatever. Um, I used to work with a guy who was older in one of these men's leagues, and they uh, they had a it was like a kind of like a traveling men's league or whatever. Or these little tournaments they would have in different cities. Uh, well, one of them was out in Quad City was one of the tournaments and uh, I think it was 3 on 3 or 4 on 4 and Gary Goulash was somehow got in this men's league now in these men's leagues there's no fighting there's no penalties that are called there's nothing like that this guy said because we were talking about hockey one one day or whatever and I brought this guy up how I fucking hate him he's like oh let me tell you this story so while they're in this tournament or whatever uh they end up playing the team that Gary Goulash was on, and the entire fucking, he said, nonstop, the only thing you heard out of Goulash's mouth to everybody, you want to fucking fight? You want to fight? <laughs> the whole game, that's all he did. He would go up to everybody. <laughs> so while he's skating around, he's just asking people to fight. All he wanted to do was fucking fight. The entire, t- this is a men's league where you don't fight. Right. And that's all he wanted to do. I guess some guys in other games before that would drop the gloves with him and shit like that, but like, the guy's insane. Like, he's one of these fuck. He's just off his rocker. Yeah. yeah I'd love to see him now, because I... Man. He's probably selling credit card applications with fucking Top. I don't think he yeah. could handle it. Sucking each other off. Yeah. It's funny, yeah. because t- you never he, look at Toporowski, how everybody knows him, of a big asshole, and think, oh, yeah, this guy could probably ha- hold a conversation on the phone to sell your fucking credit card. You never know it. Like, he, I don't think Goulash is capable of yeah, speaking no. beyond... Do I fight? I'll fucking bite you get this shit. Fucking shut up, fucker. Yeah, I could see I'll get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring him, don't bring him in. No, I'll bring him in because we'll have to fight him. <laughs> 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 that one's on the phone. Ryan, you don't need to be here for that one. It's your big. All right, I, I got you back. I got you you back. do that on the phone, dude. Yeah, that'll be a phoner. We'll call him from an Somehow undisclosed location. Somehow we'll still end up in a fight with him on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking douchebag. No, Toporowski's actually the guy that actually got me almost kicked out of my first and only sporting event. Really? Yeah, because we were sitting in the same place, you know, uh, where they come off the ice, and I was talking shit, he swung a stick at me and whatever, and then uh, security came in and told me that I needed to calm it down. Well, then I wanted to move because I didn't want security to know where I was, so I sat over behind our player's bench, which was really close to where the penalty box was. Well, then he went in the penalty box, so I got up, went up the aisle, came back down, and I ran, I just fucking jumped at it, and just sort of fucking pounded it. <laughs> And I'm doing like the I'm fucking doing it from behind donkey style yeah. fucking oh, dancing yeah. moving the shit you know and if we had a jumbotron I would have been on it back then right. and I was doing all kinds of shit he's flicking me off and hitting the back with his stick and his fucking shit and I went back and sat down and security comes out like you get up from your seat one more time sir we will we will arrest you <laughs> and I'm like oh shit and my dad calls me he's like you need to come sit with us now so <laughs> so I went and sat down and I guess my dad called the the cop and that was in charge of time yeah, he's like what? hey I'm gonna have him sit with me I'll calm him down and shit but I'm like really all I do is fucking <laughs> talk shit through the fuck glass that, you right. fucking pussy I was pissed yeah fuck Toporowski so I, I didn't go for a while because of that I never never had any security issues with you know 
with my jaw, <laughs> except for one river hog game. But you know that asshole. Yeah, what the hell what yeah. is that security guy doing? Let's tell there? that story. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there when that that asshole security guy that uh, went to kick you out? And he's doing some podcast somewhere. Oh. I know he. I know he was scared shitless to have to do that though. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I, I talked to the guy. Yeah. When 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 I got the call from Babcock to go throw you out, I'm like, you want me to do what? He's like, well, what? Uh, Babcock you, was the one that he was the one that called me. Yeah, he's Uh-oh. like, oh. I thought he liked me. And uh, well, he was he was getting complaints by the the league. Because I guess the, the I don't know the coach or whoever. Someone called the league, and the league called Babcock. And, and so he, he called me on the radio, and I go into his office, and he's like, yeah, you, you need to you need to escort Brian out. I'm like. With who else? <laughs> and he's like, because I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a big guy now, but I was way skinnier back then. And no, oh, yeah, I could have taken you. 80, 80 tattoos less, yeah, and I, I would have. Taken you would have fucked me up bad. And I, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm gonna do it. And uh, so I went up to you, and I, I was scared shit. I really thought we were gonna fight and throw down, and you were really cool about it. So hey, you know, I, I understand. You know, if if I'm being an asshole and somebody, hey, calm down. You know, I understand you're doing your job. So. Yeah. Yeah, Now, if you were a total fucking dick, then, you know, yeah. Yeah, if Dave would have came up and said, listen, Listen, fucker. Yeah, listen, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess... No, you you were professional about it, so... That's shocking. I'm not professional in anything that I do. You were were professional in that aspect, so... It is funny that... that, uh, Why, thank you. The the amount of phone calls and whatnot that (laughs) had to have been made, you kept people working... (laughs) Do you realize that how many people hey, were so like involved in trying to get you kicked out? When so, it, before so the ball was thrown, I was over in the very last section of the stands, looking down at you because they're like, "You need to go just keep an eye on them." So I wasn't watching the crowd anymore. I was watching you for quite a while before they finally pulled the plug and said, "Yeah, get him out of here." Well, that's a. It, I don't think people realize this. There are more people at times watching Brian <laughs> than the game because it. Let's be honest. It was kind of boring. A yeah. lot of them games we were losing oh, yeah. our yeah. ass, oh, and, yeah. it, it, and then getting dive bombed by the mosquitoes and shit oh, that looked dude, like was, giant pterodactyls. It was horrible yeah. out there. But yeah, I mean, then they had a nice beer garden mm-hmm. which they built mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. to, uh, and they brought in a hot tub for you too and, after a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I appreciated that. Yeah. You know, I, I showed my appreciation. I put a lot of money into that. Didn't they bring you Hooters girls for a while too? They did do that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was honestly, it was good times. That I, I think what I really liked about. The UHL, the Frontier League, was the whole Bush League feel. That fucking dirty little town. Whatever the fuck happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. the the guys that are... There's a a few good players mixed throughout, but a lot of just shitty guys that don't give a fuck. They just don't want to have real jobs. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of that. And I think that's what makes it so fun, because you can get under their skin. And uh, honestly, if it, it, it... Brian made those experiences... More fun because no matter where you were at in the Ice Hog Arena, the, the Metro Center, you'd hear him. Mm-hmm. And you'd be up there at where the fuck he was, and then you could just watch over there because it'd be something, you know. And there's there's a lot of different characters. Like, going back to, like, Eric, he sat on the glass across the ice, and when there's a bad call, you'd see all the, the boards be with all the glass moving yeah. because he would push the fuck like this. There were certain people that were around, Brian being the loud one. Eric being the guy that pushed the glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I did was brought the judges' scorecards for divers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, 
I texted Dan to see if she has any uh, Gary Goulash stories. Her response, no, not that you remember. It was one big drunken blur to me. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time we had season tickets was one <laughs> big drunken blur. Nice. Well, thanks for the uh, update there, Dana. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we'll wrap this particular episode up. Yeah. And, uh, Brian, you're going to come back for another episode. Yeah, well, yeah thanks, Brainer. Yeah, yeah th- thanks for the heckling. Some of the heckling stories. It was, it's interesting. Uh, thinking, thinking back, and yeah. Oh yeah, reminiscing. Um, and um, I do recall when you said, "Oh, he he had a lot of bark, but no bite." You know what, you little bitch? <laughs> you you want to see my bite? <laughs> I do want to see your bite. Okay, I'll I'll show you later. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll let I'll let you finish your next episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Thanks for All right, guys, here. thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Big yawn. Big yawn. It's early morning, man. How many years sober are you now? Uh, one year and 51 weeks today. Wow. Almost As of recording. When this comes out, I'll be over two years. Wow. And Brian, we just found out you're 12 hours sober? 12 hours in one minute. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. That is true. Take it one half day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember Brian from uh, last episode? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the heckler from Rockford. So we'll the call beer, you the beer garden heckler. The beer garden. That heckler. was my official official title. <laughs> um, of course, I'm Ryan. Um, so today, I don't know. We'll, we'll just kind of we'll wing it. But the uh, topic I want to get into initially was uh, you were. What part of the military were you? Um, Let's start there. I w- I was in the U.S. Army and Army Reserves for 16 years. Wow. God damn, it's a long time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you, how old were you when you got in? Was it like 18 or? Yeah, right out of high school. Right 17, high school. 18. Wow. wow. So, you you fucking served your time for sure. Oh, yeah. You yeah. served four people's time, technically. Because, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's four year yeah. deal, doesn't it? Four year hitches yeah. when you first start up. Mm-hmm. So, you got in prior to, obviously, what was, what was going on when you first enlisted? Probably nothing. Was it desert? It was. Desert storm kicked off. I was uh, I was stationed in Fort Gordon, Georgia, which uh, Augusta, Georgia is beautiful. Love that place, you know. Oh. And I get, I guess it was so nice because they Fort Gordon was um, they called the signal capital of the military. You had uh, you had signal towers there where 
if you saw anything under a one-star general, it was, you know, a guy was probably lost or something. So <laughs> but he had a lot of brass around there. So. Right. so, yeah, you know, they had two golf courses on the place. and Nice. Yeah, so I, I love Georgia. And we were we were on the firing range, you know, with we were doing uh, the machine gun firing range. And our uh, the range cadre, the individuals who ran the range, you know, called ceasefire, ceasefire, ceasefire. You know, they're telling us, you know, <clears throat> Desert Storm was just kicking off that. So, but uh, fortunately, I missed out on that one. So, <laughs> so you got into it right around that time. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, it was between, there was really nothing, like, huge, right? No. I mean, you ever you didn't really get deployed to like until like after nine eleven. Yeah. Over to like where'd you get deployed to then? After like okay, nine eleven happens. What? What? Where were you in within? Were you in the reserves at that point, or were you? Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I finished. I finished my. Um, I had had re-upped four years prior to that. Then they. They have what they call IRR, which is inactive ready reserve. They mm-hmm. give you a two-year inactive ready res- reserve uh, time. That's so they don't have to reinstitute the draft. Right. And um, <clears throat> my IRR time was almost up, and then I get uh, deployment orders in uh, 2003, and that goes back to when me and my now wife first met. Mm-hmm. We met on Halloween night. I got deployment orders, I believe it was two weeks later in wow. early, mid-November. So hmm. so then I was gone December 7th, which, you know, right it, was, Christmas. it was it was nice. My, uh, my duty station was in Puerto Rico, so I got mobilized with the reserve unit from Puerto Rico, to, you know, so. Nice. Yeah. And we, <clears throat> I reported December 7th. We sat on our asses for damn near two weeks, and like you said, right before Christmas. So, so we're like, you know, we if we were training, you know, getting ready to deploy, it probably wouldn't have been so bad. But just sitting on your ass, you know, yeah. right cards. before Christmas, yeah, drinking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Puerto Rico makes some uh, good rum, so. You know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we started getting a little antsy, a little bitchy, so. They uh, they granted us, you know, passes to go back home on the, all the stateside soldiers because um, probably half of our unit was from from uh, the mainland, right. and the other half was you know the Puerto Rican soldiers. <clears throat> so they gave us time to go home for Christmas and New Year. So it it didn't turn out all that bad. So, but once we got back, you know, got it into the training aspect. So. So right after Christmas, they started the, the training. Oh yeah, and then so okay, so you, you're on. I, ke- I keep thinking injured reserve. You're on. IR, yeah. IR, inactive reserve. Inactive, inactive, not injured. Now on the IRR, are you still getting paid for the two years then? No. Okay. No, you okay. don't. You don't get, get paid. paid to get deployed then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So what's the training then? For like, well, um, what, what did you guys have to train? Because obviously. What were you told? Were you told within a month you're going to be going over to wherever? Yeah, we're we're um, we were an ammunition unit, so 
our main our main duty was to run the ASPs that they had on you know these uh, installations in Iraq, which ASP stands for Ammunition Supply Point. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're doing all the training. We still had to get qualified on our weapons and everything because you know it's military still got to fire a weapon. So we did military uh, lanes training. We did all these. It looked pretty much more like infantry stuff, you know, like breaching doors and going in, you know, killing who we had to kill if we had to do it, but which all that other bullshit we never really had to do while we were in country, so it was I think it was a big waste of our time, but you know, all in all it I'm in Puerto Rico, so in December, January, February. So it can't be all bad, right? Nah, it, wasn't, <laughs> it, wasn't, it was What's it like down there during the <clears throat> Temperature-wise, it's still nice, right? It's not yeah, it's, colder. Um, it's it, it was temperate, 85, 90 degrees, even in January. So, wow. Yeah. Man. High, hu- high humidity. Yeah, so. I was going to say, yeah. it's got to be humid down yeah. there. So and it's the, fucking nasty. <laughs> and the rainstorms were fucking horrible. Yeah. It, it rained for 20 minutes at a time, but it's like a deluge. It, oh, you know, wow. Gets soaked, and then 20 minutes later, it's humid as hell. So Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Is it what? What's the terrain down there for? Like, is it jungle kind of or in Puerto Rico? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying. Uh, to yeah, it's more rainforesty, isn't it? There's parts of the island, but it's <clears throat> other parts of the island. It's like metropolis areas, you know, buildings, okay. shit like that. Okay, so they do have buildings. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, they're not all mud huts, dude. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I they, don't. they 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 are secure buildings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, are they considered? I know they're not considered part of the United States, but like, they're they're a U.S. territory. Did, yeah, because we just had a primary there not that long ago, yeah. and they, and they are like, allowed to vote. They yeah, are allowed For, to vote in, with within America. Yeah. That's great. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, at what point then did they say you're going here? And then where was here? Where were you deployed to then after Puerto Rico's training? Um, we left. It was. End of February or first week of March, and we we flew out of Puerto Rico. We flew into Germany, and then we were stationed in uh, Kuwait for about a month. It was, you know, just sit around until we find a duty station for you. Once we were, once we got our duty station, we were up north in Iraq, a town called Balad. It was um, the the military installation was called Camp Anaconda, and that place that place sucked. We used Camp to, Anaconda. Yeah, big, lots of big cocks there, or <laughs> big snakes. I don't know about the big cock. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, know what it is with the military, but uh, all their a um, good majority of their bases are named after snakes. It's like what the hell, you know? Somebody's never cocks. That look familiar with yeah. that picture there. Let me see that. Oh yeah, you gotta get your glasses on. Yeah, old senile joint base blood. Let's see if I can get a bigger picture. There we go. No, none of that shit was there when I went. I was I was there in 04, So it looks fucking huge. Yeah, it's big, huge. So these are all. They kind of look like. uh, So they probably (coughs) built a lot of this after you were gone, because this is probably more of a recent picture. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like no, that was 2015. So was this a lot of sand? Did they still have the runway there? Yeah, they still had the runway. It 
the runway was in pretty good. I landed on that runway quite a few times. So, so you were stationed probably here, but it just looked different, right at this vicinity. Yeah, yeah the, all those are hardened buildings. Those were not there when we got there. Right. So they've <coughs> done construction. Okay. Yeah, so we were we were still sleeping in sixty man tents. Yeah. Oh wow. Really, they had you in tents. Oh yeah. Oh wow. And this well, was all portable back then. They weren't planning on being there for eight thousand years uh, at the time. I bet you they were planning on being. Oh yeah, but they okay, couldn't so let us know that. What were now? Okay, so you 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 got deployed there. So you went to Germany, to Kuwait, to Balad yeah. at, at Camp Giant Cock, <laughs> and Anaconda. Anaconda. <laughs> I don't know where you get cock out of that, but it's Ryan. He's yeah. a fan. Well, have you, have you never called your dick an anaconda or anything like that? Like, no. You, well, for you it would be a garter, garter snake, but <laughs> yeah. I have an earthworm, dude. <laughs> earthworm, sorry, yeah. sorry, I overshot <laughs> five inches. Um, anyways, uh, okay, and Camp Anaconda in Balad, Iraq. When you were okay, so you guys what? Then what? Wait, once you got there, was it like you did? Uh, what was your missions or mission or what was your? We, what were you doing there? We um, anytime other un, uh, other units needed ammunition, they'd come to us. We'd issue the ammunition, load it up. You know, uh, we'd also receive ammunition. Um, if there was if there was some skeptical ammunition, we were trained in. Detonating it, but we left that up to the EOD you mean guys. Skeptical, like you'd get shit that didn't look right. Or? Well, there was still some, some like Desert Storm era ammunition. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, just sitting around that they still had. That oh yeah. It's yeah. like oh, I don't know yeah. if this is. Like I, I said, we were trained in it. We were trained in detonation in detonating it, but we left that up to the EOD guys. Those right. guys are fucking nuts. So were you ever, like, painting the the faces and the fuck you Saddam and shit on the, the bombs and missiles and shit? Or did you guys no, no, do that? No, we, we, we let the guys who was blowing that shit off do that. All right. You know. So that was basically, how long were you there for then? Uh, like, a year. You were, you were there for a year doing that. Yeah. And then, is that the, like, was that your your whole state? Well, well in the in the one year, we were at... Uh, Balad, and then we were there for about four months. Then we went down south to um, Talil Air Base. Talil, Talil, still in Iraq. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to spell it. T A L I L. Oh, so I had it right. And then put Air Force Base. Talil Air Base. Uh, yeah. Oh, two L's. T A L L I L. Two L's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just like it. it. It makes it interesting if we can look. Yeah, at we the can check it out while we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about. All right. So what did, what did we do here then? Uh, pretty much the same thing. Ran um, ran the ASPs, but in in our company, first sergeants ever infinite wisdom. You you never you never get adjusted to doing one job because you're going to be doing numerous other jobs and um, our other duties consisted of uh, pulling convoy security because um, in in uh, in the theater they they were using a lot of um, civilian contractors mm-hmm. so uh, we were pretty much riding in um, 
in semi-trucks with civilian drivers. That are con- contracted. They were contracted. Yeah. yeah. By uh, Halliburton. Well, it was called a Them guys Kellogg, a Browning, and money. Root, you know, KBR, which is a subsidiary of Halliburton. Yeah. So, But, yeah, we uh, then we, if we weren't riding in their trucks, we were pulling security for their trucks. And, you know, that that's MP work to me, but, hmm. you know. MP is military, military police. Military for those police. who don't know, yeah, yeah, right, but yeah, yeah, most people should know MP. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I have a buddy who's at the time it was a stepdad got. I don't know how he got in this. He, he. I think he, he was a truck driver, but somehow he got whatever he got the, a contract to go over to like Iraq or whatever and drive semis with yeah. supplies or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, they get paid like ridiculous money because oh, yeah. of the danger of oh, the mm-hmm. roadside bombs and all the what are those things the uh, IEDs and same shit. thing yeah uh, and I was like dude I don't know how much money it would take for me because you don't know like have you, well have you, have you ever seen like one of those go off I'm sure you've seen oh, yeah. something oh yeah I've, like that like I've seen, I've a, seen all I've seen is a YouTube ones. video of it's a security camera of something and there's this fucking truck going down the road and there's like a convoy or something behind the truck and the truck kind of pulls off to the side to let the convoy go by well the truck pulls off the side of the road right onto a fucking thing and it's just like oh yeah uh, shit and then like it, it dude, it's crazy video luckily we've never never had one I'd say real up close that detonated on our convoy but I've I've seen detonations before like on on one of our convoys, when we were leaving Camp Anaconda, mm-hmm. we were we were outside of an area called Taji, and um, that's pretty much where all your armored people, your tank drivers, and saw this big ass huge Abrams tank just hit an IED, got blown right on mm-hmm. its side. Luckily, nobody died because you know Abrams tanks those are you know right. pretty well armored, but mm-hmm. a lot of those guys are getting out of the back of their tanks all shaken up, so yeah. That, but uh, we, uh, our convoy got stopped because of, you know, because of IEDs in the area. And as we're stopped, we see this fucking big explosion and see this Abrams on its side. It's like, holy shit. No, it knocked it. Oh, oh yeah, it knocked it right out of its side. But it didn't, like, yeah, it didn't blow up to smithereens no, or anything. No. Well, it, it fucked the tank up. It, the right. tank was inoperable after that. But, right. But, uh, yeah. Everybody, the guys survived in it, though, huh? Oh, yeah. They, well, I mean, that they, tells you something that it's built to at least protect the guys inside. But still. they were a little worse for wear coming out all groggy. I'm sure there were a few concussions, but dude, you know. I bet you they were fucking deaf. Oh yeah, because oh, God, yeah. Could you imagine you the echoing in there? inside yeah. that thing? Yeah, and uh, on that same con, I got a lighter story to tell on on that <laughs> same convoy. As uh, as after we got going again, then um, we were just fiddle fucking around going down the Iraqi highways and uh, I see two donkeys on the side of the road and I'm like these you know donkeys have to be the stupidest fucking animals on the planet (laughs) and I'm going I'm going to describe the vehicle I was driving it it's what it's what's called a PLS it's about 38 feet long sits about 12 feet high you know eight Ten, eight or ten wheels on it, uh, big huge fucking truck, and I got a fifteen foot trailer on the back. It's palletized loader. There you go, PLS truck. 
Oh, oh okay. I've seen them. I just didn't know they were called PLSs. Yeah. That's, that's, thing. that's what I was driving. Nice. With, uh Looks badass. Yeah. It's <laughs> badass. Uh, and with a 15-foot trailer on it, so we're doing 65, 70 miles an hour. You're not going to slow that. You're not going to stop no. that truck. Not easily. Mm-hmm. So these two donkeys just decide to come do 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 strolling out in front of me. Cross in front of you? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this wasn't where I thought the strollers going. <laughs> I thought they were gonna be fucking. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> so, so we're on the radio. You know, our lead truck is saying, you know, we got donkeys on the side of the road. Just keep an eye out for them. You know, slow and don't tell us to slow down. We're not fucking slowing down. So these damn donkeys decide to walk out. You know. And like I said, we're doing 65, 70 miles an hour. I'm like, do I lock the brakes? Nah. <laughs> right up over these two donkeys and <laughs> shit. <laughs> Which, there were some big tires, so I mean, but oh, in yeah. front of that, that's fucking killing a donkey instantly. And it's not even, you're not even feeling a bump. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, you hit, felt the it's bump, like hitting dude. a bug. Yeah, yeah. You, you felt the bump, but, you know. You fucking slaughtered so, some donkeys. Yeah, well, that was yeah. a lighter story, he says. <laughs> That's why I thought I was going right the fuck <laughs> I thought, I'm sure these, these donkeys are bowed up or something. Oh, oh yeah, there was nothing left. And, oh, man. The, and the bitch about it, when when we finally got to uh, Talil, we had to take all of our trucks to the to the wash rack. And, you know, <laughs> oh. pull, trying, to, trying to get donkey carcass out of the bottom of a truck like that, yeah, it was a bitch, so... Yeah. I bet, especially it's probably caked on from the oh. heat and all the sand and gravel oh, and shit. It, it smelled good, too. Oh, yeah, it stunk. It stunk. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy-looking truck. Why are they built like that? I'm sure you don't know, uh, but they're just kind of, like, the front's really weird. Like, I don't know, but, but they the, look rough. The cool thing about those trucks are you could deflate and inflate the tires from inside the cab. So, really? you oh, know, sure. in, in, a, in Iraq, the sand... It wasn't like the sand on the beaches here. It was like baby powder. So it's real mm-hmm. fine, and mm-hmm. you could get trucks stuck in that. So you'd have to deflate the tires. Right. To, so. you know. mm-hmm. That is, man, That's that is crazy. pretty cool. Yeah. It, that you'd never badass. know unless somebody that yeah. had to deal with it. Yeah, that was How many times you get stuck? Not, not, not that often. Maybe once or twice. Yeah. So is it all fucking just desert over there? Because the pictures we see here is it looks like desert but we looked at the one with one base and looked in the like the background there it looked like there's some grass and shit further north you go you got a got a lot of um forestry and stuff like that and um your your heavily populated areas like baghdad it it looked like an everyday american city here you know lots of buildings and but I'd I'd have to say half the country was just all desert. Really? Yeah. So it's now is it really as hot as we assume it is over there? Like always? Like always? We get the impression here, at least for me, I get the impression that it's always ninety eight degrees and oh, no. it's just fucking hot no, constantly. A lot hotter. Is it lot, really? One hundred and twenty five. Holy shit! Yeah. Is it Jesus cold at Christ. night then, or is it still fucking hot at night? Well, it it would drop down to eighty eighty five at night. But to us, it was fucking cold because it's yeah. dropping 40 degrees. Right. So good right. at 85. So, yeah. Yeah. so we're wrapped up in blankets and shit at oh, night. It's so. freezing at 80, yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me now because I recently just watched Lone Survivor again just because yeah. I like to watch movies on it. And they, the, the scene, you guys have seen it, right? Yeah. yeah. Where they're talking with the, the three shepherds, the, the two kids and the old man. Like, we can't leave them up here. They're going to freeze to death. I'm thinking, 
you're in the middle of fucking Iraq. Like, how are they going to freeze to death? But I guess that no, makes lone sense. survivor that was, was in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Oh, was it? Yeah. 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 Well, that was mountain yeah. territory. I guess too. yeah. It's, it, Afghanistan is more mountainous. I oh, think. Yeah. yeah. But well, Afghanistan, from what I've heard, and see, I have a, I don't know because I don't. I feel like half the time the shit we get told here, and the shit you actually see and know over there. I think we get a lot of propaganda. Yeah, it's completely different but I don't. Stories. I don't know because we never really talked to anybody. Yeah, Afghanistan is more mountainous. Yeah, and it's like a fucked up terrain because there's so many caves and oh, tunnels yeah. and shit. Like they, that's why we had such a hard time finding Bin Laden. Now, okay, so you're on Iraq, and the the guys that you're supplying the ammunition to, they're they're going after Saddam, or was this during the whole search for weapons of mass destruction, or what was this? Well, at at that time we were we were fighting the insurgency, you know, okay. because Saddam had already been caught at that time. Yeah. He was he was caught in I was in Puerto Rico then, so it was probably two thousand three, maybe early two thousand four. Was he the one caught in a fucking hole? Yeah, yeah fucking rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Now, so... Maybe December 03, he was captured. Well, he died in 06. Well, he was executed. Right, 06, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, he was... In December 03 was when he was caught. Yeah, I December thirteenth. I, I was in Puerto Rico then, and we yeah. we were all okay. So you got deployed <laughs> while he was after he was caught. Yeah, or you were over there then. Um, when we were there, it was the insurgency, so it wasn't it wasn't the Iraqi Republican Guard. All these guys, they've done surrendered by now or got blasted. So so we're fighting to probably the beginning of ISIS, the insurgents who Al-Qaeda? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was Al-Qaeda then, yeah. Right. Well, it's the same thing. It's just a different name now. Yeah. Wow. So that was, was, yeah, you were at the beginning of when that bullshit started. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's so crazy, because I'm trying to remember, because it's been so much shit's happened since then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so much was it was lied to by uh, to well, us. Well, you know? we, we assume because I, I assume half the shit we're told here is just a fucking lie. Because so, what was was there shit going on there that you know for sure they never told us here? Uh, like that you can talk about not getting well, trouble. <laughs> well, it's, it's been so long. I don't think you could get in trouble. I mean, unless you're like oh, no, the you CIA can. guy's name was or whatever, and his real name is here's his father. And if you're gonna do that, definitely do it now because. But you know what? Um, I I feel we weren't lied to by uh, George Bush because later on, you know, he he said there was, you know, proof of WMDs, and then later on, you know, they're saying, well, they were transported out of Iraq into Syria, which then, what was it? Probably two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or um, who was the Syrian president? He was gassing his own people, so right. and so that that to me made it think that made me believe that we weren't there on yeah, Alasai, uh, yeah, Bashar yeah. Alasai, yeah. Uh, so well, and then that's the thing we were told here, at least on the news, they were like, you know, 
every place they would go looking for these weapons of mass destruction, uh, they would call ahead and say, we're going here next. And I thought at the time, why the fuck would you do that? Because you're telling them if there is there, plenty of time to get the fuck out of this. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like we're trying to lead this bullshit chase, but we're, it's like uh, playing hide and seek, but giving the hiders notice, all right, I'm coming down this hall, so if you're down here, quick run away. Yeah, right. So it makes sense why you would then take it to Syria, but now Syria is basically a fucking failed state. Yeah. I mean,. I don't know. It's so See, crazy. I, I'm just going by, you know, speculation and what's right. put out in the news, just like, because right. what I was doing had nothing to do with, you know, finding weapons of mass destruction mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Right. I was just in my own little small portion of Iraq, you know, yeah. handing out bullets to everybody, you <laughs> know, getting shot at on convoys. So, you know, so when you when you when when someone comes in, like, say Ryan and I come in and say, hey, we need, you know, some more bullets and shit. Do you have to log it then? You know, oh, Corporal yeah, so-and-so took this many bullets, this, got, this type. And they've got to have all this paperwork, you know, that they hand. Oh, know. so they need requisitions and oh, shit yeah. then. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Because, you know, even though, it's, even though it's ammunition, the military still wants to keep it on their books. You know, we, we issued all this ammunition. We took back all this ammunition. It, it still costs money and, mm. and uh, got, a, got a story. When... When our unit first took over the ASP, our, the the officer in charge of the ASP who signed for it didn't didn't inventory, didn't do an inventory on it. Hmm. Well, you know, we had we had people outside, you know, outside uh, people come in and inventory that comes up. They're missing fifteen million dollars in ammunition that he signed for. So. Oh. Fuck. So, so, so try, try to explain how you're missing $15 million in ammunition and shit. Yeah. So, you know. So, Holy shit. Needless to say, that guy, okay, I believe you. I just, you know, John Hancock it, so. Right. Now, um, you said uh, a minute ago, you said uh, getting shot at on convoys. Let's hear the scariest story of a convoy where you were your convoy may have been or was under attack basically or uh, the scariest or, or something like a situation where, where you said you're getting shot at so I'm assuming well you would you have you like snipers on roofs or something or no just you know fucking idiots in the street like, yeah insurgents out there taking pot shots at your convoy you know um, and they were out setting up IEDs to blow up your convoy so shit, you guys got I'm assuming you guys have guys Within your convoy, ready to fucking just—they're—they're they're ready to shoot these guys when they're seen or something. Oh, we're—we're we're all ready. We were—we were pretty much handcuffed, you know. If do you have a shoot to like? Do you have orders like if you're being shot at to shoot back, or does this have yeah. to be like approved? Like you guys got a well a bunch when, of ropes to jump through to when, order to when you're on a convoy, you ain't got time for red tape to come down from your uh, from your higher up, so. If if we were shot, you just if you see somebody walking down the street with an AK, every fourteen year old kids walk in Iraq carries AK for it. Right. So unless they're shooting at you, then you can't shoot back. Right. You and can only shoot back when they start shooting. Yeah. So um, yeah. Fun, funny story. That there. fucking crazy fourteen year old kid walking down. Could you imagine that in this country? Just a fucking kid walking down with an AK. Well, see the thing is, like, a lot of the fourteen year old kids run around with 
pistols and handguns. They yeah. don't have AKs and they're yeah. visible, but they right. fucking got them. That's the scary thing. Yeah. They got them. Well, I just described Detroit. I mean. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, we, or we, we, were on, <laughs> we were on a convoy and, um, in, in your most populated areas, you know, you had, you have overpasses over highways like we got here and, you know, there'd be people standing on these, throwing bricks through your windshield. Oh. So, uh, so I, one of our lead trucks is radioing back, you know, you know, TCN on top of overpass throwing bricks at, you know, at our convoy. So I popped one off, you know, nailed the guy. So about a month later, the the military in its ever infinite wisdom says, well, you can't kill somebody throwing bricks through your windshield. Why? Why not a brick going through a windshield of a moving vehicle? Could fucking kill you. Yeah, right? Faster than a bullet, and everybody knows we didn't have armor on our trucks then. So, but uh, yeah, I was I was pretty much the naughty boy for starting that. So, um, <laughs> so probably a couple months after that memorandum comes out, you know, see it, kids playing on the side of the street. You always saw that. Well, you you'd have your occasional dumbass in there throwing bricks. So I was up in the gunner's hatch in our uh, in the Humvee I was riding in, and you know, one of the lead trucks again radioing back, you know, kids on the side of the road throwing bricks. So, so uh, I had a water bottle, mm-hmm. and you know, you're drinking plenty of water. So, and there's no porta potties in Iraq. So, guess where you're going to dispose of it at? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm pissing this water bottle, you know, and I see see the guy on the side of the road throwing bricks and shit. So I launch my water bottle at him. I want this. Tell me the top was off, so it spilled all over. Oh no, it, oh. The, the cap the cap was on, but um, I I don't know how the hell I managed to hit the guy, but nailed him dead in the fucking chest. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Yeah, because there's nothing in the memo that says you can't throw piss bottles at them, right? Yeah, exactly. It, Did it they say, said you just couldn't shoot them. So. Yeah, so you could throw, if you could catch the brick and throw it back, too, then I would assume. Well, right? I, ironically, a month later, they got a memorandum that said, please do not throw your piss bottles. <laughs> no, we, we, we never got that memorandum. Well, because I'm sure you've got you've got your spittoons. You use them for spittoons, too, right? So you're throwing chew at them. You're throwing the yeah. piss bottle. I would have done the same thing. Like, oh, lemonade! This <laughs> <laughs> is sour. It's not right. <laughs> A buddy of mine, his, Akbar. <laughs> his, his dad sent him a bunch of these uh, wrist riding, you know, the the slingshots. Oh, right on. oh and, nice! And the big old, you know, metal bearings and shit. So oh, he's, shit. he's using slingshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's great. That is crazy. Um, so, how long? So you okay? So after where were we? Where we were up to uh, to Lil? Yeah. Down. Down. Talil, yeah, south. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went down. Uh, up was Anaconda. Down yeah. was... Okay, and that's lower Iraq. And then... So what, what was after that? Uh, Talil was our last that resort. Was so okay. Your last yeah. resort. So then after yeah. that... And it was a resort, too. So. Yeah? Was oh, it? Yeah. yeah. Nice. We, uh, when we were up in Anaconda, like I said, we had 60-man tents. We had 45, 50 guys. And so shit. you were cramped for space. Yeah. we get down to Talil, which the... The the base commander there was a two star, you know, Air Force Air Force general. So, so um, I guess Air Force standards saying if you got a sixty man tent, you can only put ten people 
in a 60-man tent. So it's like, holy shit, look at all this fucking... I got nice. me a fucking mansion here. So it, it was nice. It, w- it was a resort. We mm-hmm. had... Uh, we had a Baskin Robbins, uh, Pizza really? Hut, Burger King on post. Yeah. Damn, nice, great. Yeah, you ate good. So, well, I was going to ask you, how was the food uh, when you're at these different stations? Like, now I just okay. Uh, I, I, here's, a, here's a couple questions on the food. One, how, how good was the food? Obviously, Baskin Robbins and Burger King was probably pretty good. But before that, what did you guys get served? And then was it? Because I heard from a guy who was uh, a Marine that. When you go, like, during training or boot camp or whatever, you go in and it's based on your last name what what order you get your food. So yeah. if you're towards the end, you're getting your food last. And when the, well, the the guy that's in charge, when he sits down to eat, when he's done, everybody's done. So if you're a Z, you literally may have two minutes to eat and you're, you're fucked. So, like, because when he eats, he's like, he fucking eats fast because he's an S. That's... That's basic training. So how do you okay. think I felt? I'm a fucking W. So you know. Yeah, I was, yeah. and I was like, been cool, and you're, I'm a B. So I'm sorry. You're a big guy. So like, you probably well, got I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> now there, there's a story to my stature. Now Be- I'm not talking about now. Just in general, you're tall. Like, oh yeah, I would assume. I mean, you're fucking hungry. You're out fucking running around. Well, getting yeah, hungry. I mean, you're fucking starving. Yeah, but that's basic training. Right. You know, okay. and in Iraq we. Most, most of your, most of your facilities on post was civilian contracted. So, so we actually had civilians cooking our food. So Mm -hmm. that was contracted by KBR, and the food was decent, you know. And and especially when, when you're on an Air Force base with a two star running it. The Air Force standards are a lot higher than you know the the U.S. Army standards. So. So the food was pretty decent, but uh, yeah, we some of the smaller bases yeah, left a lot to be desired. But you know, <laughs> what was one of the worst meals you were ever subjected oh, to? God. You were like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> not this." Outside of Tawil, there was uh, there's a little outpost. It was called Camp Cedar, and the food there just fucking sucked. And I <laughs> I was always wondering why. Because when we go out on convoys, we had to leave out of Camp Cedar. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing all these guys stationed on Cedar over at our post, you know. And I'm like, you guys got a chow hall. Food fucking sucks there, dude. <laughs> you don't want to. It, it, was, it was fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. Almost reminded me of basic training. <laughs> yeah. In pretty much every military movie I've seen, there's always... Little fucking local kids running around trying to sell you like movies and CDs and shit. Uh, is that is that bootlegs? actually happening? Uh, yeah, yeah, bootlegs and yeah, shit. Yeah, really. Yeah. Here, I just saw some bullshit Hollywood thing they just threw in there. But no, they actually no, really do. No, it, it actually happens. We uh, we had uh, there's little little shops outside of Post, and they're trying to hack you all this shit. So, so we bought some uh, fake Rolex. We call them Frolexes and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one. The fucking thing stopped working like two hours later. Oh, and nice. I'm, and like, what the fuck? So I go back. Dude's already packed this shit up. He's gone. Yeah. He he put this shit on the fucking camel and out of there. <laughs> Goddamn camels. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Did you buy any movies while you're there? Yeah, I did. Were they in all English too then? Uh, or were they English subtitles? subtitles. It was their fucking Sub- crazy language. In no, the- you get... 
you could tell these motherfuckers just went into a movie theater somewhere with their video cameras. Um, and mm-hmm. The quality was horrible. Yeah. All blue really, like five bucks. Yeah, about five, six bucks American. The other day they took American money? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the only fucking money we had, so, yeah. Right. I wasn't sure if you guys did the... Where the fuck is there going to be an exchange state? No, we we did... A lot of us did buy the new Iraqi dinar that came out after Sadat, you know, because the old, old dinar, I kept a couple of the old dinar, you know, just for, you know, history's sake. But, um... We did, excuse me. We did buy some of the new dinar because they said once once the Iraqi economy got going again, then you know the the value of the money would go up and it it went up a little bit. So um, we had all this Iraqi dinar, and uh, me and Dana went into uh, Crystal Lake. That was the closest place that would exchange, right. you know. And I got maybe. Ten cents on the dollar. I'm like, oh. this. Well, it you know it didn't cost us much. It made a little bit of a profit, but you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It, so when you were there, did you guys have like downtime where you and a group of guys would like venture into like Baghdad or oh, whatever, fuck, or was oh, it? Fuck. Why the fuck would you want to? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I look at it like How, Hollywood. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would. I mean, I don't know. Would the people there look at you guys because you, you hear like. Oh, the Iraqi people are look at the soldiers as heroes, or you, you hear these stories that we hear here, but yet they're fucking trying to kill us at the same time. So it's like this is where I start to wonder how much truth are we getting here. So were you guys looked at? Uh, obviously, you got kids throwing bricks at you. Well, you know, it, I if I didn't like you and I wanted you to think, I'd come up, hey, right on, you know. But you know, I I never took. Me, I was trying to get home. I wasn't trying to get killed by some schmuck, you know, right. pretending to be my friend. So, so I was an asshole to everybody over there. So, right. and I, I gained a reputation over there too. So, you know. Well, did you I, guys work in shifts then when yeah. you worked out, like at the the depot or whatever, the ASP? How what were your shifts like? Like, um, we we were doing twelve hour shifts. Had twelve hours. Yeah. So we tr- we tried to get the night shift. So. You know, it's a cool. lot, cool, lot yeah. cooler. Probably yeah, less man. going on, or was it busier? Oh no, it was still busy. Yeah. yeah. Was this they were doing night raids at this point. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, see, did they have drones back then? Because we didn't yeah. hear about drones until not that long ago. Yeah, they they still had them. They yeah. had them then. So. So yeah, it's it's interesting I, to me that we never heard about drones until just maybe in the last few years, but yet they were using this shit long before that. Mm-hmm. I'd say twenty percent of our, of our maybe twenty five percent of our deployment, we were actually doing ASP work. So the rest of the time, we were out pulling convoy security, doing other, you know, other mm-hmm. stuff like that. So hmm. other yeah. shit to fill the time. Oh yeah, you know, it filled the time real well. So what was the beer like down there? Did you guys were you able to get American beer down there? Or did you guys just get their piss warm chango? We, we weren't allowed to drink. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, there's you still drink. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. no, we uh, we we had uh, shit sent from home. So uh, what kind of shit? Uh, Jack Daniel stuff oh, like that. Okay. See now, did you have to hide that stuff in your? Or did they like they kind of just? Eh, oh, these they, guys are fucking out here in the desert. No, they they did health and welfare inspections, and you a couple of us got busted. So <laughs> what happens when you get busted? Yeah, we got 
you know, KP duty any, for a while. Anything from I will PT your ass. Anything from you know just a flag for promotion, or a lot of us got sixty days extra duty. So oh yeah, unless you're actually that much longer, you got to be there. Or? Nah, if what's sixty days extra duty? <laughs> it was it was a joke. Like I got I got uh, thirty days extra duty because. In one of the health and welfare inspections, we weren't supposed to be in possession of porn, so, uh. <laughs> You're in a fucking desert with a bunch of dudes, why not? And you think they would encourage it. So check, so check that I had an FHM magazine in my wall locker. That's considered porn? They considered that. Oh my god. Are you serious? That's not wow. porn. Serious as hemorrhoids. Well, so, uh, yeah, they were maybe in swimsuits. Yeah, it, yeah, FHM was swimsuit. I used to get FHM. No. It was a guy's magazine, but it was not porn. No, You're not, not even titty, close. You yeah, know, you know, pussy, nothing. But uh, let let's just say the company commander had had a case of the ass for me because we we had no. we had a. You were totally heckling him, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they, we fuck you. Why did we, you throw baseballs at you? We we had. We had our history many, many years prior to this. Okay. So I'm I'm going to go back in time. Um, when when I was in the in one of my old reserve units, he was he was a second lieutenant then, and he was what they called our our platoon leader. So he was pretty much the man of the platoon. So so uh, we were we were down in. Uh, Savannah for a drill weekend, and the, it was a our drill weekend started on a Friday. Well, I couldn't get off work, so I had to drive my own vehicle down to uh, Savannah. Allegedly, I left post and went into town while I was drunk to get more booze. So when we get back to Rockford, you know that Sunday, uh, I get called into the man's office and he starts saying all this shit you know he flagged me for promotion and shit so so i pretty much told him i said listen here you fucking pussy i said if i ever catch you walking down a dark alley i said i'll bust you in the face with a two by four so so uh he frowned upon that huh and just a little bit so (laughs) i don't know why i mean so we we were like two hours from dismissal so i'm like you know what i've had enough of your fucking shit so i left i left early so get in my car. He stands in front of my car. I tried to run his fucking ass over, but he was too quick. So <laughs> now this is God, probably ten ten years prior. When I'm in O'Hare, you know, waiting for my flight to go to Puerto Rico, and guy comes sits down next to me. You know, O'Hare's packed, so there's one seat. He comes sits down next to me. He looks over at me. He's like, Wilmot. Look over. What the fuck, Greg Whalen? You know that. You know my past commander. He's like, "What are you doing here?" I said, "The fuck are you doing here?" You know, I still have no respect for the guy. So <laughs> obviously, uh, yeah. So, it, so I tell him I got mobilized to go to Iraq. You know, going down to Puerto Rico. That's my duty station. He's like, "Funny, I'm going to Puerto Rico too." Really. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a small world, you know. This is ten years prior, and how the hell we both managed to get, you know, pulled into the same unit. So, long story short, we're in the same unit. So I said, I said, you remember what I told you about the two by four many years ago? 
I said, just remember this time, we were going to have loaded M16s. So I said, don't fuck with me. <laughs> uh, and then I told him, I said, or I put a fucking bullet between your eyes. So, so uh, that's, why I, <laughs> that's why I got the 30 days extra duty for being in possession of porn FHM. So, yeah. And my 30 days extra duty, I was supposed to... I'm supposed to sit in the company talk, you know, answering phones because everybody was calling the talk. So, and uh, every day he he'd be in that talk every day. And uh, when I was on extra duty, nowhere to be. He would not. And all all the guys in our uh, in our first platoon, who was our com- our company platoon, mm-hmm. are like, man, what did you do to him? I'm like, what are you talking about? As soon as you got put on extra duty, that son of a bitch just stopped showing up. And, and I'm like, I don't know what I did to him. But, you know, <laughs> or something. He, if he saw me walking, in, if we're walking in the same direction, he'd turn around and go the other way. So. Wow. Wow. What a pussy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, funny. He's coming in right now. <laughs> That's what I was looking at the time. I thought he was going to be here at 1130. He's late. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was great, you know, when, when you can actually threaten somebody and then make him. Make him feel like yeah. you, know, you fuck with me, you're gonna die. So you know, does uh, I pretty much had the power of God in my hand with him. So you know, does <laughs> the, the two by four threat still stand to this day? Oh yeah, if, okay. I, if I saw him, I'd still hit him with the yeah. two by four. So he, he avoids Brian Dark Brock, Alley's. <laughs> no, he, he's he's on active duty, and the last time still before yeah, well, like I said, 2004, I was there, mm-hmm. so that's. Twelve years ago, I don't know if he's still. He could be dead. But right now. but at that time, he was he was stationed in Fort Lewis in Washington, and I'm like, how the hell do we, you know? Yeah. So, but he he is from Rockford, so I don't know if he's still on active yeah. duty or not. But if I do see him, he I, might uh, he might hear the podcast. I'll just, <laughs> we'll just tag him in. If, <laughs> if, if you go. listen, there you go. Right into <laughs> it. <laughs> Say hey. <laughs> Big shout out to you there, buddy. Thanks for your service and yeah. you're a douche. Gre- Gregor- Gregory Whalen, that's his name. Whalen. W H A L E N. That's a call out right there. Uh, yeah, a little bit. It's awesome. Um, so then, uh, all right, so you, you end up, your, your, your time's done in Iraq. You come back and you don't sign another round, or you're like, fuck it, I'm done, or they said, We've had enough of you. <laughs> no, when <laughs> you were not retired. <laughs> when when I was in Iraq, I was still on IRR, which we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. While we were over there, they they were given reenlistment bonuses. So if you signed up for four more years or six years, you got you know fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, tax free. So I'm like, nice. eh, what the hell, you know? So so I signed up. I only I only signed up for four years and got like seventy five hundred. So. So, uh, you know, finished out my last deployment or last contract, and I'm done with this shit. So, so how long have you been out now then? Since 2007. Okay. So, so about nine you, years now. Huh? What did you end up having to do then between 04 to 07? Did you do anything that, like, they, well, we, they just. When we got back from Iraq, we went back to our our duty station that we were at in before, so. I was in the engineer unit. Used to be on Arthur Avenue. Now it's uh, out in McChesney Park. So mm-hmm. okay, but uh, I got out right before they moved into the new building out there in uh, McChesney Park. So right. so you were you just worked out of there? Yeah, as like yeah. A, just did our 
trail weekends, one weekend a month, two weeks in the summer. So. Oh, so you re-enlisted as the uh, reserve then? Yeah. Okay. Even though we were, even though we were on active duty, you still your re-enlistment went back to your prior unit. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Which um, when we were do- when we were done in Iraq, got sent back to Puerto Rico to demobilize. You know, turn all your shit in, do whatever. It normally takes seven to ten days, maybe two weeks tops to redeploy. It took us damn near two months to redeploy. So. So I'm stuck in Puerto Rico for two months getting paid. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Damn it to hell. So I paid for your vacation. You, yeah. Thank you. You're I appreciate it. We've paid appreciate for a lot it. of guys' vacations. Yeah, yeah. I assume. We're even because you served, so we're yeah. even now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, thank you for your service. service. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, so this is, I, I, don't, I don't like asking this, but I'm so fucking curious. And you don't have to give exact, because maybe you don't know, or whatever, or just make it good for the listeners. How many people have you killed? I have no knowledge of that. You don't? Because, like I said, most of our times were on convoys, and when when you're being shot at, you're you're laying down return fire. So. A shit ton of fire. So, so, yeah, it's not like... Could be a million. One, two... Three, you know, it's, yeah, it's not yeah, good. I wouldn't say millions, but <laughs> it, yeah, you, there, there's no exact count, right. so. Well, and two, you could shoot them, and they may not have died. I yeah, know. the only ones that really can keep count are the snipers, because they see the bullet enter, because well, they're watching yeah. through the scope. Yeah, that's true. But, like, with him, with a, but I'm you, assuming it's M16s. You hit, yeah. you yeah, hit yeah, people you, with, from your firearm, and the assumption would be, and it's all, I, it's not like you're, you had... Obviously, you're defending yourself. We'll yeah. call it that. <laughs> well, yeah. Minus yeah. the piss bottle. Yeah. <laughs> that was completely uncalled for. Well, I, 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 think, I think that one might be a confirmed kill because I hit the guy dead square in his chest. You know, so. And after he drank the lemonade. <laughs> I don't think he had time to drink the oh, lemonade. That would have been funny, so. though. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you were never shot. No. Specifically. Um, shot at numerous times. Anybody you were with get shot, like close, like mm. real close to you within. Not, not, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we had any severe casualties. We probably the worst one we had is um, IED went off by one of our uh, one of our fellow soldiers' trucks and. I think uh, blew out his eardrum, so I think that might have been the worst injury. That that's pretty good then. Yeah, you don't have like. And I mean, you do hear the guys that come back. That's like their best friend, fucking. You yeah, know, but it's, you man, you blow your eardrum out. That that's going to fuck with your equilibrium. Yeah, so. yeah you're, you're so, fucked uh, for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, probably the the silliest silliest injury. That somebody got sent home for, and I wouldn't even call it an injury. Guy got sent home because of fucking hemorrhoids. <laughs> really? Hemorrhoids. Wow. Like, sent home, like... Sent home. Uh, honorably discharged. Or, probably or medically. Dis- so it's it's still honorable, but probably medically. For hemorrhoids? For hemorrhoids. Wow. Doesn't... Cream take care of that, or mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how do you, you think about where they're at, man? They're 125 degree fucking heat. Oh yeah, I'm sand blowing up and down every single body part of yours. But I, yeah, it would it would agitate it. I'm fairly yeah. certain you guys aren't using fucking really plush Charmin out there. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I got I got a sto- I got a story about Charmin. <laughs> I've got a story about Charmin. So go ahead. Um, all right. So on one of our convoys, you know, there was an IED spotted. So um, so our convoys were all convoys were stopped in that in that area, and we were we were in the they called it Center City in Baghdad. So we're on we're on an overpass in Baghdad, and and pretty much your Marines were stationed on these overpasses, and so so I'm sitting there just whatever fiddle fucking around, and I just happen to look out over the overpass, and I see this big huge shed, and I'm like I'm like what's in the shed over there? Oh, you know we got our cots, we got MREs, bottled water, shit like that. I'm like you guys sleep out here? Well, when we can, and you eat MREs, I mean, this shed was probably 30 by 40, big, big, nice, huge shed, stacked to the ceiling with MREs, (laughs) and I'm like, how often do you guys get in for a hot meal or a shower? Eh, Maybe once or twice a month, and if you know anything about MREs, it makes you shit, And, and of course, the toilet paper they give you, it's... It's probably not the size of this coaster, so you know you're trying to wipe your ass with you know something like that. One square, yeah, one square. <laughs> oh, so I, I just, I just happened to mention that um, that I had you know some Charlotte toilet, uh, Charmin toilet paper in my uh, in my uh, bag that we carried with us. And he's like, dude, I'll give you fucking twenty bucks for a roll of Charmin. I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, I'll give you twenty bucks. So I gave, I had a couple rolls for, with me, so I sold them, sold the Marine to, a Marine $20 roll of Charmin. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some, you know, extra money here. So, mm-hmm. so I, I kept asking Dana every so often, you know, next care package, send, send, me, send me some more Charmin. So, <laughs> got a business on the side. Nice. And, and she could never figure out why, you know. Why so much Charmin? Man, he's shitting constantly. <laughs> So a few few years later, I finally told. I came out and said, "Yeah, I was selling it to the <laughs> Marines, you know." It, but you know, after a while, I felt bad for you know, so I started selling it for five bucks a roll. So yeah, that's me ask you if you lowered your cut. You yeah, the price. I, I lowered the price. So <laughs> that's awfully good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're all in the same war together. You know, gotta gotta look out for your buddy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> How's the sh- business doing now? And, sh- sh- and shit shut down. So, you know. Yeah. Have you shut down the... I don't know. I never bought stock, so, you know. <laughs> you should have. I, I should have back then, you know. Yeah. Made myself rich on toilet paper. Right. <laughs> Other people have done it for less. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, we we had one guy. I, I probably shouldn't be saying this, so I'm not going to name any names, but he was he was in our in the supply area, so... So, um all the supplies that we needed he would order so he's getting all these sets of Gore-Tex you know which is um, you know like rain gear but it it uh, also keeps you warm so I'm like well, why do we need Gore-Tex in the desert so he's getting all this Gore-Tex in well come to find out outside of uh, Talil there was uh, there was a small little base camp called Camp Medica in, uh, in the Italians were there now the Italians were allowed to drink so Every, every week, there's two, three C-130s just coming in, you know, Italian flag on it. I'm like, damn, they're getting a lot of supply. Oh, it's their booze, booze delivery. 
Blues. <laughs> so, so, so my buddy, he he was trading full sets of Gore-Tex for booze with the Italians. So, nice. you know. So that's uh, a whole barter system. Yeah, yeah. over there. Yeah. Smart. Well, they they didn't have Gore-Tex. They wanted Gore-Tex, so they had booze. Why the fuck so. did they want Gore-Tex? But what pissed me off is keep them warm. Yeah. yeah. And dry because yeah. because eventually it did rain, and uh, but and I'm like, dude, why why are you holding out on us? So you know it's, it's bullshit. You know, oh, I'm not holding out. I ain't getting nothing. No bullshit, bullshit. So uh, we 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 made it a we made it a thing to become real good friends with the Italian soldiers over there. So so they they were hooking us up with some of the booze too. So. <laughs> Nice. That's good. Yeah. You gotta have some fun. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Uh any other good stories from over there? Any anything you uh, could tell us that you would that at one point was considered top secret or something that, that you shouldn't talk about but it's been long enough. Uh, well we we went one convoy. We had to go into Fallujah, and at that time, Fallujah was the hot spot. So um, we we convoyed into Baghdad, and uh, we're like sitting around the PX in Baghdad. It was awesome. You could get frozen meat and everything. We when we'd leave Baghdad, we'd have coolers full of fucking ribs and steaks and shit, and take back down nice. south with us. So, but anyhow, we're um, since Fallujah was primarily marines we had to wait for a marine escort so so the marines show up to escort us into fallujah because one of the asps got hit over there by a mortar Mm -hmm. so we had to take all this ammunition into fallujah and uh every time we went into fallujah we got hit so it's like i hate hate it hate it fallujah so uh we're we're sitting outside of baghdad fallujah was west of baghdad and we're um just sitting on open road there, waiting for the Marines to show up. These guys come up. We're expecting tanks, and they come up in fucking Humvees, no doors on them, you know, no armor. It's like, this is our escort? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're escorting us in. Son of a bitch. So here I'm thinking we're going to get hit again, you know. So so about, about ten minutes later, we stop again. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, we're... We're just outside of Fallujah now, so so uh, we're like, what are we waiting for? Well, our escort. I thought you were our escort. Oh, no. I so the next thing you hear is, I'm looking up, looking up. You know, I, it's so dark out, so I had to put my uh, night vision goggles on. Mm-hmm. See, seeing a U.S. Army Apache helicopter, a Cobra helicopter from the Marines, and you had a couple uh, Abrams tanks coming up. <laughs> Our escort is here, so I'm like, all right, now business is starting to pick up. So nice. <laughs> the only, only convoy that we went into Fallujah that we didn't get hit. I'm like, God damn it! I was hoping some fucking Haji would pop his head up in that Cobra or somebody just take it off, light him up. Yeah. yeah. No, uneventful that one. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But I guess when you got all, you know, we probably had twenty, twenty-five trucks with, you know, fucking ammunition and other shit in there, you know. Oh, man. We had some big rockets on there, too. So, yeah, could you, you know. imagine? They fucking attacked that shit. Yeah, that fucking thing get blown up, yeah. Wow. So all the... I'm sure you, you're big into, like, you watch all, like, the war movies and shit that come out about 
you know, like Lone Survivor and uh, Zero Dark Thirty and yeah. all these movies that yeah, were 13 hours recently. Yeah, just, just watched that one last night. So, so did he? Yeah. Uh, two nights ago, oh, yeah. Was it two nights yeah, ago? two nights ago. Um, all pretty realistic for the most part. And, and yeah. in what you saw and heard from guys that you were over there with and shit like that. Or 13 hours I really can't be an expert on because right. well, I wasn't there. Yeah. But um, um, Zero Dark Zero 30. Zero Dark 30, that was in my opinion, was way over-dramatized, you know, right. so. Okay. Probably the most realistic one would be have to be the Hurt Locker. Yeah, you I was going to name yeah. that one. Yeah. That's, That's a good one. one. I like that movie. But there were some scenes in there, I'm like, no, like, in the very beginning when they're trying to detonate the bomb and, you know, you got Hodges up fucking talking on their cell phones and got another, no, them fuckers would have been dead. They, they would have yeah. wiped them off. Oh, yeah. Before they went in to try and... Oh yeah, because that the that's how they first detonated was using cell phones. Right. It it was yeah they would fuck cheap shit yeah. yeah. But later on, then IEDs became more sophisticated. So, but yeah, that there were a couple scenes in there that yeah that that fucker would have been dead. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just curious because you never know movies they. I'm curious how realistic they are compared to like where they kind of go Hollywood, you know oh, what I mean, yeah. to make it more dramatic and well, shit like that. Did yeah, you see ma- what was the one with um, Life from Baghdad with Michael Keaton? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that one. I never even heard of that. Life from Baghdad. Yeah, they're they're news, they're media, and they're in Baghdad when I think when Fallujah when they first started fucking going hot. It's a good movie. I didn't know how realistic that one was. Yeah, I never you'll, saw that one. You'll check that one out. Life from Baghdad. Huh. Oh. That's another one on there. Yeah. But the, I think it's on Netflix. What about the, uh, what's the one with Chris Kyle? The, uh, uh, American, American, American Sniper. 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 You see that one? Yeah, saw that one. Pretty, I mean, obviously, you probably didn't know him or whatever, but seem how accurate you think that was? I think that was most, I'd say 95% accurate. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because I, I like to ask that when I. Here's somebody that's been in the yeah, military. Yeah, Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's more of a spoof type. Yeah, and that's yeah. not even the real story of what happened from a what parody. I what, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a parody. Yeah, the, yeah well, I mean... Well, yeah, the, guy does, uh, the guy that does a scary movie did that, didn't he? <laughs> the Wayans <Because>, brother? <laughs> yeah. It, as far as I know, I've never heard of a stealthy helicopter. So, you know, yeah. that, I could be wrong, right. but about the only stealth planes I know of is... You know the stealth bomber, the fighter, and now the the what's the the new one they just come up was here for the air show a couple years ago. The I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Uh, Drones are Raptor, stealth. the F A twenty two Raptor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's weird. Never heard of a stealthy helicopter though. Well, how could they be? It'd be uh, it'd be hard because of those fucking the rotors and shit. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, there's so much. Uh, you hear so many different versions of it. Well, for one, you hear that. Uh, so the Zero Dark Thirty is them eventually killing Bin Laden, but then you hear that he was dead for years before that. They just kept releasing the tapes, yeah. the Al Qaeda and all this shit. So, and, and who knows, you know what I mean? Like, there's no pictures of, you know, yeah, they never exactly. released any of that, so it, there's a lot of question there. Who knows, you know? I 
just curious. I'm always yeah, curious yeah. what movies seem accurate and what are way blown out of proportion. And yeah, I think Zero Dark Thirty was, but it, it was still a good movie. Yeah, I, yeah, it was decent. I'm into yeah. that kind yeah. of shit, so I'm just curious. I like to know how if I'm watching. Yeah, when when I got back, Dana was she was just furious with me. She's like, "Why are you watching this fucking shit? You why do you want to watch it?" I just want I just want to see if they're portraying it like right. you know. Yeah. But I was watching History Channel, so that was pretty accurate stuff. So yeah, and I'm still a big you know big buff into that. So you didn't yeah you didn't have any like PTSD or anything. You you said that you don't at least you don't feel like you do or whatever. You're not like when you fucking hear guns going off. You're not like oh, getting under the bed and bunking up. Or, you know what? Well, probably for the. Probably for the first year I was back, then you know. Loud, with loud noises, kind of like you'd be ready. Oh, or? oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So okay, so sure. is is light then, minor PTSD. But but now it's you know anymore you can't tell if it, especially in Rockford, if it's fireworks or gunshots. So I'm going with gunshots. <laughs> right. Well, you know. it's practically like living in Baghdad as but, it is. But uh, when when we f- when we first moved into our house out in uh, the house we're living in now. It was probably three months after I got back, and uh, I'm uh, I'm mowing the grass in the backyard, and we got a transformer, you know, combat transformer in the backyard, and squirrel decided to commit suicide, blew the fucking, <laughs> freaked me the fuck out, dude. I hit the ground, and I'm yelling, "Bring my fucking gun! Get my gun! Get my weapon!" And Dan is like, "The fuck's wrong? We don't have any guns." I'm like. Just freak it out. She's like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> I'm like, shit, hitting the dirt, you know, fucking low calling and shit. <laughs> Jeez. Because the transformer blew. Yeah, well, that yeah. shit's loud, dude. Oh, yeah. And then it vibrates all the fucking yeah. lines going away from it. Oh, yeah. And and you see that, you see the flash first. And, right. And when you see an IED go off, yeah. then the flash was the first thing you saw. So yeah. Instant. Yeah. Instant fucking oh, reaction yeah. to yeah. Yeah. And I just hit the fucking dirt and screaming like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever like wake up in your sleep like you have like fucked up dreams. You have night terrors or nothing? No. Yeah. No. And I, I imagine that happens more of guys that are literally like right there in the fight. And yeah. it's probably happened, you know, a lot more when in Afghanistan, people that were deployed, I would assume, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's good, I mean But but you know what? Um I don't think the government is taking, you know, PTSD too seriously, and I think it's fucked up. Because, right. You know, 22, 22 suicides a day, you know, yeah. on yeah. average. Yeah. And, yeah, they don't, they, it's like they don't give a shit about the veterans. They don't care, they don't take care of our vets, no. Yeah. It's it's kind of, sh- it's shitty. It really is, because, but I don't see, I don't know, it's so late in the podcast to get into that yeah. tirade, but, uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. I love talking about uh, this kind of shit. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, thanks for serving and yeah. uh, thanks for coming on the yeah, podcast. Thanks for, right. in, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Come Unfortunately, back. it took you know Dave calling me an asshole to get me here. But, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> I have that charm on people sometimes. I, I had to confront him one last time. <laughs> it, it's almost like a Jerry Springer. I had to confront my accuser. <laughs> the point of the thing is, now we have to kick him out of the podcast studio. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll let you do it this time. All right. Thanks for being here, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Dick. Thanks, man. <laughs>